Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yep. 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 Oh no. <laughs>
got it. Alright, well since everybody but me has rolled something. That shit does sound spooky. It's a gun. I thought that emote was a dude, looks like a Minecraft dude bending over. That's why I couldn't understand what it was. gentlemen everybody in between welcome back to cybernation uncensored this is fallout asia 
very, very happy to be back here with all of you again. I'm going to fix up our chat because I recently got an update. So give me one second. Do, do, do. Square that up. Zoom that down. There we go. And now I can move that down and move that up so we can see more of the chat. Yay! All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for our session one for Fallout Asia. Uh, very, very happy to have all of you here in chat and, of course, all of our players here. Uh, with our last session, if you were able to tune in with session zero, you've probably seen us talking about the supplement and how all of our world here works. Uh, it's been quite a process trying to get everything set up, but I am very, very happy to say that it has all gone exceptionally smoothly. Uh, I'm going to be posting up links to everybody's stuff and all of the uh, extra little things that I've been working on, and uh, we'll get those in chat in just a moment, but I want to introduce our players first. So, let's start this off. Uh, Mark, go for it. Uh, yeah, uh, Captain Mark eighty seven on uh, on the Discord here. Uh, just Mark, to my friends. Um, you can find me here Fridays for this, uh, Saturdays for Capricious's Cyberpunk, uh, the Nomad game here as well, and over on uh, Twitch TV forward slash Heroes in Theory on Sundays for D and D. Um, and audio podcast is coming around Christmas time. We will be playing Delta Green um, and editing spooky music in it and making it more like a radio drama than than a, a sort of um, play along kind of thing. Um, that's the intention, anyway. Uh, but yeah, excited to play today. My first ever game of two D twenty as a player. So as uh, capricious will sympathise, I generally am the eternal GM among my friend group, so it's nice to play. Well, you've got a chance to play on here. You also get, uh, you're also on the uh, Cyberpunk Goes Nomad stream too, so you've got a little break from the Forever GM, so. Love it's it. nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, Raven, go for it. Give me one second, I'm going to close my, my wardrobe back here. Go ahead, Raven. I'm Raven. Um, that's it. And uh, you can catch me here um, on Fallout Asia and Saturdays uh, for Fallout Nom uh, or Cyber Cyberpunk or Cyber Nation Uncensored goes nomad. Uh, every Saturday, um, I'm playing a, a mercenary uh, survive, um, survivor. Right. No, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Johnny. Yeah, hi. You can find me as uh, Johnny Drop over on the uh, Discord. And you can find me here every Friday and Saturday night for uh, Capricious's games. Um, and if you feel like it, you can go ahead and check out my SoundCloud at Arxon. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. And uh, Logar, go for it. Hey, I'm uh, Logar the Ogar on Twitch, Discord, and Twitter. Um, I am the GM of a live Starfinder campaign called Dense Dead Sundays that we play on my channel every Sunday. Um, and every once in a while on the weekdays, I'll stream there too, just to hang out. 
Awesome, awesome. Thank you. And last but not least, Tracy, go for it. Hi, I'm Tracy. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Discord as Stinkpalm007. Um, I'll be playing here every week. Um, and um, I'll be playing uh, Dr. Ho Jianyu, a uh, eccentric scientist. Awesome. Thank you much. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, I am uh, GM Capricious Nature. Uh, I've got a buttload of links. I'm about to throw at all of you. Uh, so give me one second. I'm trying to make sure that all of these are the correct URLs because, as many of you may have noticed, uh, Cyberpunk Uncensored is now Cyber Nation Uncensored. So I got to make sure that none of these are broken. CyberNationUncensored.com. Perfect. All right, let me drop those in. Uh, I have reached character limit. Awesome. <laughs> Too many links. There we go. I'll just ignore my name on there since it's already there. Uh, first and foremost, we are here with Cyber Nation Uncensored, thanks to the wonderful work of A1 Rob Mulligans. Thank you for getting all of this together. Check out CyberNationUncensored.com for a bunch of supplements. Not only are mine there, but we've got tons and tons and tons of other creators that we are hosting up as well on anything from Fallout to Cyberpunk, and very soon, some more Dune will be popping up on there as well. Uh, if you want to check out, I've got my Fallout Wasteland Reveals Generator, which is what I've been working my butt off to get working. Uh, Fallout Wasteland Reveals Generator is literally a GM tool to help any GM or even players with instantaneous dice rolls to literally create an immediate world that you can interact and work with. Uh, you should be able to see that pop up on my screen right now. Uh, wasteland reveals oh it's so tiny lame let me pop that over there we go so the wasteland reveals right here you can see that we've got everything from weather which is adapted from rob Bolligan's supplement uh here you've got sandstorms sunny hazes even things like the heat waves as well as heavy ashfall and many, many others. I've got about 40 different weathers that you can interact with. We've got buildings with descriptions of how they look, what size they are, what purpose they serve, DVs, search times, location difficulties, everything you might need. You can search in different categories. So if I do a full roll here, you can see a large agricultural plot on that location. There's no chance for ammo, armor, or clothing, but you've got zero to 10 chances, or 12 chances for food, beverages, other, and junk. And this will even give you the ability to roll on different tables. You can roll in new interiors, new exteriors, and get all of that set up. And then we've got the big piece, hazards, obstacles, and enemies, which our players are gonna be dealing with right and left. Uh, trying to deal with the world around them, everything from collapsed ceilings to new enemy encounters like raiders. Uh, we've got hazards, we've got super mutants, everything is listed on there. And of course, the goods. This is the biggest piece of what I worked on, was trying to get every item in the entire manual listed out on here. And they're all with... Uh, roles that you can make for basic combat dice, full combat dice, including effects, 
and then you can reload different ammos, armors, clothing, food, beverages, chems, oddities. Gives you the rules as a GM for how to deal with junk, because I've got a junk worker here, Mr. Stinkpalm, also known on our stream as Gian Yu, who will be doing this a lot. We've got weapons, we've got different tables, you can reload everything on the tables, and then we've got both simple and wild wasteland encounters. And most recent addition on here was a wonderful encounter that was actually created by our uh, very good friend ELH, who has been so gracious as to allow me to add in his wave of rad roaches, which you guys can run across at a later time. I've also built in different encounters by Mortagan, who is a wonderful, wonderful creator on the, uh, uh, the Fallout community out there, and I've listed up links to their different supplements. So that is a quick run-through of this system. You can also find my other generators uh, for Cyberpunk, all of my different Fallout generators, and the new one that I'm releasing today, I'm going to post that link, is called the Fallout Settlement Generator, and it is built off of Rainy Day Ninja. He created the base, and I built from there. You can deal with different settlement sizes, different wealth, uh, different traits, civilian populations, structures, wealth, economy, everything you need as a GM. So I'm going to post up that link right now for everybody who is waiting eagerly in chat, because I promised to drop that in. And now I'm going to shut my face. I'm going to minimize my little interface there. And I'm just going to tell you guys about who is providing our wonderful music today. We're going to be listening to Basic Records as well as A Thousand Reasons. And you guys can check out all my other stuff on Linktree. So all of that being said, let's move into our game. What we didn't get to with our last session for Session Zero was explaining what's going on for our players themselves. So who are they, where are they, and what are they dealing with? Well, let's give a quick introduction to who are they, and then I'll tell everybody a little bit about where they are. So, let's start from the bottom. Jianyu, go ahead and start us off. So I'm Dr. Ho Jian Yu. I am a uh, eccentric scientist and junk trader. Um, using the term trader loosely, as I uh, have very little charisma and no barter ability. But uh, I like to collect things, build things, and um, yeah, that's largely what I do. I fix things, collect things, build things, and uh, just kind of showed up at our uh, settlement about five years ago and uh, have been hanging out there ever since. Yes, as, uh, as Rob has just stated very aptly in our chat, he's our mad scientist. Val, go for it. It's a centric scientist. Eccentric scientist, I mean, yes. You know, I'm not angry. Um, I will be playing uh, Val Jacobs. Val Jacobs is a an American that was raised in uh, the Taiwanese wasteland after the bombs fell after the Great War. Um, Val is, uh, has a very learned, uh, cowboy aesthetic that he picked up from all of the movies that he watched when he was, uh, hiding out in bunkers. He is good with a rifle, better with a tool, and is always down to help as long as you have the money to pay for it. 
Awesome. Minsky, our robot friend, go ahead. Yeah, I'll be playing Minsky, your American model nurse handybot, uh, who got stranded uh, in Asia shortly be uh, before the drums. Pardon me, before the bombs dropped. Um, I've been a member of the settlement for most of my time in Asia, uh, kind of just functioning as a healer and a sort of a uh, sort of a small job, sort of sort of bot that just helps out because uh, he likes to. All righty, thank thank you, Camacho. Be playing Camacho. Camacho is um, the daughter of. Um... Uh, a cartel, uh, say, smuggler. Uh, she's a survivalist and mercenary. She grew up in the village shortly um, after she was brought here uh, as a child, um, shortly before the bomb, uh, before the Great War, as the bombs were getting ready to drop. Um, she's a keeper of secrets of types, uh, lone shark, kind of gangster type. Um, uh, um, would be boss someday, trying to live up to daddy's um, uh, example. Perfect, perfect. All right, and go for it, Sean. I'll be playing Sean Dalton. Uh, he's been living on the outskirts of the town for about five years now, kills people for caps and sometimes for reasons of his own. And I'll leave it there. Perfect. So these are our, our five main settlers for what is literally the remnants left over behind in an area called Sun Moon Lake, Taiwan. This is in the central mountain ranges of Taiwan, an extremely beautiful, beautiful area that is filled to the brim with trees and foliage and life every single step you take. It was once a resort town that offered skyscrapers filled to the brim with tons and tons of hotels, theme parks, restaurants. They had their own pools next to the lake for those that wanted to be ultra wealthy and ultra rich and show it off. They used to be tons and tons of robots as well in the area, helping folks out, and all of that changed. In 2077, we have the bombs dropping. And as the Great War came to a head in not only the United States, but of course all across Asia, most people died. The majority of population in Taiwan being centered around these huge metropolitan cities were, of course, targets. And so lots of the population got wiped out. But luckily, there were still pockets of survivors, just like the Americas, that were able to make it in areas like Sun Moon Lake. Centered around what used to be a water reservoir and is now virtually bone dry, our five different settlers are there in a settlement filled with about a hundred other people total. It's a decent-sized settlement that has the ability to get access to traders, the ability to get access to homes, food for a little bit more expense, and water for an even higher expense. Uh, quite often, people will struggle to get anything resembling clean water. 
Now, if any of you are interested in learning more about our setting, you can check out our Session Zero or our Fallout supplement that's been released, and you can learn about all the different foods and issues, drinks, and tables that are on there. Now, before we jump into here and we give our little opening, hello, Vampire Bites. Glad to have you here. He is one of our players from our Cyberpunk Nomad game. But for our Cyberpunk Nomad game being separate from our Fallout, what's going on here in our settlement? It's been approximately-ish, about 40 years, where they've been living hand-to-mouth, just trying to survive, and in general, they've all made it. They've all survived this long. We've got our uh, foreigners, we've got our locals, we've got Taiwanese, Americans, British, Colombian, everybody from every corner of the world is here. But at the same time, only a few of them are actually able to succeed in living in this wasteland. And so we're going to be opening up with our trader, Jianyu, coming into this small settlement. Uh, he has a wonderful little Brahmin with him that uh, he is affectionately named Dynamo. And uh, we have that there, yes. Uh, we have his wonderful little Brahmin carrying around the junk with him. And we need to find out what junk and what equipment does your Brahmin have. And so we wanted to de delay this for our startup on here. So let's please jump into that. Go ahead and give me your roles for your starting equipment. All right. Uh, do you want me to use the uh, per chance you have? Uh, you can, well, uh, for, let's see, we've got trader loadout, correct? Yes. All right. So on here, uh, let's pull up our trader loadout and find out exactly what goes into this. One second. I should have three rolls of junk. Um, I have three rolls of ammo. Um, it says three of aid, which yep. I was interpreted as one beverage, one food, one can. I could be convinced otherwise, but uh... yeah. So let's uh, let's jump on to uh, that that generator really quick. I'm gonna pull that up on my screen and let's get your rolls in. So let's go into the modified one that I've put together. This one is Fallout, The Wasteland Reveals. And uh, which one do you want to go on first? Which one do you want to see first? Uh, well, let's knock out the ammo. All right. So what ammunition do you have? Let's check that out. The first ammunition you have is a set of eight 10-millimeter rounds. All right. Tell me when you're ready for the next. All right, eight 10 millimeter. Yep. Go ahead. Second one you have is five 10 millimeter. All right, so 13 10 millimeter. And third, you have seven 38 rounds. All right. And seven 38. And then my basic loadout should have uh, eight 38 plus four combat dice. Um, do you want me to roll those in uh, roll 20, the four combat dice? Yep, go for it. All right. All 
Ooh, that wasn't good. All right, guess uh, one. Yep. Oh, one. No. All right. Uh, All right, let's jump on to our aid. So uh, for aid, uh, I'm actually going to give you a choice here. Do you want to go for chems? Do you want to go for beverages? Or do you want to go for food? Um, so I'm thinking one of each. Because okay. it has three rolls, right? Yep. All right, let's start this off with food. Uh, for our food here, let's jump in. You have one tarberry. All right. Tarberry times one. All right. For your drink, you've got one bottle of rum. Ooh, nice. Popular man here in town. <laughs> and cool. for our and... chem, oh, you've got a dose of overdrive. Nice. That stuff is mean. It yeah, gives you a bunch sounds... of extra, like, uh, extra damage and uh, stuff for, like, a whole scene. It's like Psycho, but better. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and our last All one right. is the junk. So uh, let's see how many junk you're going to get. So you get three rolls on there. So your first one, you get one junk, one uh, common. All right. Second uh, one, common. you're going to get another two. And third, you're going to get another one. So a grand total of four common junk. All right, four common so you're treating those as uh, like common uh, parts already, they, uh, so as in they don't need to be scrapped? Yeah, so these for you uh, are just going to be uh, four common materials. Um, I'm going to let you start oh. out with that because this is your starting loadout. I'm going to say you used your time to try and uh, try and go through the junk and get those. All right. Um, and if it's okay with you, it takes two common materials to make a cooking station. I'd like to just set two of those aside and call them a cooking station. Yeah, on no my problem. character. That sounds good. All right. All right, now we've got all of that taken care of, folks. I'm going to pop us back over to our chat on our o OBS. And, uh, oh, I need a roll for my... Uh, tr I need a roll for a trinket. A trinket? Um, I think oh. I have to do that on the in the book. Yeah, that's going to be in the book. Um, go ahead and give me a 1d20, and I'll let you know what it is. By the way, do the rest of you have your trinkets? 12. Yes. Yep, so done. Awesome. Uh, so you got a 12. So for you, you have, and this works perfectly for your character, an ID card. Mm, nice. Okay, now given your background in regards to the ID card, what does it look like? What would we see on this ID card? Or do you want to keep that secret for right now? Uh... Let's see. I probably wouldn't be showing it off a lot. It's probably very dirty and stashed away in one in my jacket pocket. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if anybody would have uh, would have seen my ID card. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Let me get on to here. All right. So where we're going to be starting off is. Here at this settlement, as I said, it's been about 30, 40 years since the bombs dropped. 
uh, you are pretty much the singular connection to outside towns uh, in regards to uh, this small little uh, little reservoir. Uh, they're still calling it Sun Moon Lake. So this is the Sun Moon Lake settlement. And uh, what you're dealing with this morning, uh, let's see, what is our weather this morning? Uh, what you're dealing with is that you're seeing the overcast sky. It is it is a little humid. It's not too hot, but the sky is completely overcast, and you see yourself coming into town. Um, inside the town, you've got a set of buildings that are being used as homes. You've got a small agricultural plot that you can see is still struggling pretty badly. Um, and you see, of course, a little trading outpost uh, that's usually frequented by individuals going there just to buy their daily necessities outside of food. So would you want to go there? Would you want to go to any of the homes there? What do you want to do? I'll probably swing by this trading post, check in, see how they're doing. Um, I assume I know the person who works the trading post usually. Yes. So you get there and a uh, person that you find uh, has been one one second. Uh, their their uh, their name is is Taylor. That's the the, the English name that we're going to go with. Um, so uh, their name is Taylor, and uh, he's been running the place for the last ten fifteen years. Um, he took over after the previous person died, and uh, you and him get along decently well. Your reputation here is at least good. It's not bad, and in regards to the people inside of that building, who would be going into the trading shop? As I said, this is your daily necessities. Who would be there in the morning? Would any of our players be there in the morning? Picking up yeah, are you asking, are you asking, uh, uh, Yu or, or us? Oh, I'm asking the rest you guys. Of us. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, Val, yeah, Val would be there, um, probably because Val is is knows that it's about time for Jianyu to come back. Okay. Uh, Minsky, would you be there? Um. Yeah, he'd probably he'd probably be just hanging around there at this time. Okay. Um, Camacho, I'm pretty sure that you'd be there as well as Sean because both of you, as you've mentioned before, same thing for Val is that you guys are pretty much mercenaries, and this is kind of the area where jobs and uh, requests get dropped off. Uh, but I'm going to ask, instead of assuming, would you be there? Kind of like sending kids out on errands to uh, go and spy on. <laughs> okay, so you'd be there, talk with the kids? Okay, and uh, Sean? Um, what time of the day did you say it was? In the morning? Uh, it's morning. It's probably about like 8 a.m.-ish. If anybody had a functional clock. Yeah, okay. Probably being to literally dip in and out and check check the job board and leave almost immediately again after. All right. Um, so yeah, Jianyu, when you get inside this trading post... Uh, you can see all of them. There's also, as was mentioned by uh, Camacho, there's a couple of kids there. Uh, they they all look to be about uh, 15, 16-ish. Um, modern day would be like high school age. 
Uh, but seeing as it's the wasteland, there are no real schools anymore. Uh, these kids are always trying to find little things, maybe trying to find scraps of food. Maybe they're trying to get a little bit of work from Camacho, because Camacho always pays. But you see those kids running around. You see Minsky in the back, probably uh, probably chilling there with uh, with the owner of the shop themselves. Uh, again, it was Taylor. And you see Sean kind of pop his head in, taking a very quick, quick look. While Val seems to be waiting there, knowing that you're coming. So what are you doing? I'm going to come in. Um, and I am going to... I guess the right thing to do would be start off with the shopkeeper. And go say hi to Taylor, because it's his place. Um, so I guess there's Minsky and Taylor back there. I'll come up, you know. Um, Good morning, you know. How you doing today, Taylor? How's the kids? Uh, Taylor looks up at you and says, "Oh, I'm doing all right this morning. The uh, the kids are well. The kids are running around. She's always here, but uh, at least she's giving them a couple of caps each whenever uh, whenever they're going and running running errands for for her instead of for me. And you see you see him kind of lean over the counter. You should be helping mind the shop." How are you doing, Gianni? Ah, oh, it's a beautiful morning. And Minsky, how are you doing? Well, how are you, Doctor? I'm doing good. By the way, do you know what the date is? I know you got that good clock on you. Cap, Cap, do I know what day it is? Uh, you do know what day it is. Let me let me pull that up because I have that written down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> buried, buried in our past ones. Yeah, I told you I'd ask. Here. <laughs> oh, this isn't this isn't a Christmas like bit. Mm. Yeah, it's totally Christmas. Uh there we go. Okay, so it is. Let's say I'm gonna I'm gonna roll for this one. Actually, it is October nineteenth, uh, twenty one ten. Date is October nineteenth. 2110. Is it really the 19th? Or are you still running out of American time? Uh, no, I, I believe that's up to date. Oh, you and that, that, that daylight savings time thing throws me for a loop every year. All right. I'm so, how are you all doing? This in for us. October 19th. There we go. Go ahead. <laughs> How y'all doing? I got some new junk. Got a little bit of ammo, too. So at this point, um, I think Val probably uh, gets up from wherever he's standing because he realizes that Gianni was taking, uh, he's like, he's like bringing everybody in and uh, Val uh, approaches him and, and says hello and, and says, uh, uh, all right, Doctor, uh, if you have any 308 ammo, you know I'll take it. Yeah, I haven't found any of that. Got some extra 38s. Got a little bit of 10 mil. Well, uh, Val turns to Minxie and he says to Minxie, uh, uh, Minxie, do you, you need uh, any, uh, any fixing up or anything? Do you need any parts figured out? Is there anything that Gianni could get you and I could put on you? I appear to be in perfect working condition at the moment. 
And <laughs> I just imagine like like Minxie has like a, a spare wire that's just kind of like flipping around. <laughs> Throwing a couple sparks. <laughs> yeah. Just got a view of my my stalks. Uh, so Val says, uh, well, Doctor, if you don't have any of the 308 ammo, uh, when you're done here, I'd, I'd like to talk to you about something. Uh, something I've been kind of thinking about for a while. So as soon as you get the chance, I'll be I'll be over in my shop. All right, sounds good. Uh, the uh, the trader leans over uh, leans over the counter, and Taylor looks over at Johnny. He's like, "You sure you didn't find any 308? We've been we've been sending our hunters out, but we're almost out of ammo." Yeah, I haven't found any in a while. I'll keep it on my list. All right, thanks. I appreciate it, Johnny. Um, and yeah, so uh, Val, you're 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 heading out. You're heading back to your uh, your your uh, residence, and we've got Sean uh, now popping his head in. And Val uh, Val kind of walks past him as as Sean's popping his head in. Um, do you say anything? Do you guys interact at all? I think the furthest interaction that uh, Sean Dalton and Val Jacobs would have is to look each other in the eye and just nod and walk past each other. This is exactly what happens. And um, Sean will stride up to the board. And you'll see a guy um, kind of in his early to mid-40s, um, good-looking dude, like kind of square jaw head sort of uh, hair parted to the side quite neatly on one side um all in navy blue um long sleeve sort of uh navy blue shirt and uh sort of combat trousers that have been restitched and sewn up and some boots and a and a uh, openly carrying like he's got like a, a shoulder holster that you see a, a suppressed um Ten millimeter pistol, and he strides up to the uh, to the to the board. Um, is there anything on the job board at all? Well, uh, what is your luck score? Four. All right, go ahead and roll me uh, charisma plus your luck. Oh. I'm going to give you a DV zero on this. This will help give us some AP if you get any successes. Oh, hang on. How do I do one stat pl- on this? One uh, stat plus another stat. Yeah, so you're going to open up your character sheet, and then inside yeah, your character card. sheet, you go to your... Uh, let's see. should be down on... <gasps> the interface has changed. Oh, my goodness. No! I have no idea. <laughs> Somebody give, chat, us, give us a shout. Let us know. On your character sheet, go to the character tab. Oh, and there, there it is. is. Yeah, it's upper right, corner. right corner. You'll see yeah. like a little Pip Boy looking guy and a little uh, grayed out dice. Yeah, next I, to I got that far, but I can get uh, like one stat. But he's asking for two stats. He's only let oh, me do so, uh, a stat and then a skill. Uh, sorry, you're right. So uh, for that, go ahead and give me luck. And then give me uh, give me survival. All right. Uh, I 
totally forgot. Not, not two attributes. It's supposed to be an attribute and a skill. I'm learning, folks. I'm learning. It's my first time. Um, all right. So there is, let's see, luck four, survival two. We got a seven and eight. Uh, there are no successes, so no AP, but you do see that there is one listing up on the board. And uh, you can see on there that it's it's very rapidly scrolled, and it said, uh, uh, always looking uh, always looking for hunters, get them damn roaches, five caps ahead. More pigeon work. Kind of screws it up and... And stops and rethinks it, and then just kind of pockets the the screwed up ball of paper, and then he turns his head to Jianyu. You got any ten millimeter? Why yes, Mister Dalton. We uh, I got some just recently. Uh it's two caps of a uh, round. If you'd like some, I got uh, I got thirteen on me right now. I'll take ten caps worth. Sounds good to me. I'll hand him over five rounds. Cool. All right. All right, and, and I hand you ten caps. Uh, for those of you who might be a little bit uh, confused about this, when it comes to cost and uh, rarity for our ammunition, is that inside of Fallout Asia, ammunition is going to be a lot rarer. Uh, cost for it is going to be increased. Rarity is going to be increased. So it's going to be a little bit more obscure to find these kinds of ammos, a little bit pricier to be unloading your guns. But the positive part is, is that a lot of the enemies that they may have to deal with in the future, they might not have any guns. So that's always a give and take. So you purchase those rounds from him. Uh, you guys exchange your caps. And uh, what you can see in the background is uh, Taylor. Uh, <laughs> John, you see Taylor. Just looks over at Sean, ex exasperated, like, oh, why does he always tear them off the board? And he pulls out another piece of paper, writes down the exact same thing, <laughs> <laughs> puts it up on the board, thumbtack. And he's like, oh, just leave it there next time. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. He's going to shoot me in the face. And uh, you see him <laughs> start walking away <laughs> to the other side of the counter. So, Sean, you found a job posting. Gianni, you've made your first sale. Congratulations. Yay. Uh, so I actually first have. Sale. Oh, go ahead. Per, per my background, I actually already have a job, but it's in a nearby settlement that offers to pay 50. Yeah. That's part of my starting lowdown. Yeah, just to make it away. Yeah, do you want to. The audience. Right? Do you want to take a look at that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as you as you kind of quietly mumble to yourself like oh just more pigeon work, uh, you crumple it up and kind of jam it in your pocket. You feel that other sheet that's in there, and uh, so you're gonna take it out, look at it, just remind yourself. Yeah. Uh, so what it says on there, uh, it it doesn't have a specific settlement location written down because you know exactly where it is. It's a location just north of your guys' position, and it says that they're looking for somebody to locate a specific building. They need to get inside that building and they need you to retrieve, and it just says, the object. And on there, you know that the object explicitly, they didn't want to write it down, is a fusion core. Hmm. 
but this location, as I mentioned, is in the north. It is just uh, around the area where old Sun Moon Lake was, the major uh, major resort. And you know they're looking for Fusion Core, and they have a building marked out on the map. Okay. Now, the issue is, as, uh, as we've talked about a little bit in chat, is that most people don't normally head out of these settlements unless they have somebody that they know can guide them. That always costs a little bit of money. Um, and it's also exceedingly dangerous. Uh, this area itself is still inhabited by a decent amount of wildlife that is all highly irradiated. And as anybody who has been anywhere in Asia knows, uh, Asia has a huge cockroach problem, literally everywhere. So there's always that you have to look out for. So you have not been able to head out to that, but you got that uh, you got that slip dropped in underneath your door about two or three weeks ago. Okay. Awesome. So you've got your pigeon work, and uh, the pigeon work slip has been rewritten, put back up on the board. Five caps ahead. Oh, puppy, kitty. Keeps jumping up on my lap, yeah. Mummy's away for the weekend, so she wants attention. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Normally we've got Rob in the chat. Kitty or puppy? All caps. <laughs> so, my turn. Uh, but yeah, so uh, there you go. And uh, Gianni, you've got your first sale. You see him, uh, you see him pocketing the... Uh, you see him pocketing the the slip of paper talking about rad roach heads. Um, what else do we have going on there? Camacho, Minsky, what are you guys doing? Stroll over to Tianyu. Amigo, do you have any cigars? Ah, oh, wish I did. Haven't seen a good cigar in a while. Um, and this is actually one thing that I want to point out for our audience, uh, because this is something I've put together for my players as well. Uh, you may be able to see it on our uh, our little interface, is that I put together this uh, beautiful little player splat sheet. Um, and one of the wonderful things that I love about Fallout is the uses of luck. So our Mr. Gianyu, or Dr. Gianyu, uh, he has a huge amount of luck. If he wants, he can use one point of his luck and introduce a lucky factor of detail, and that could be the existence of a cigar that he has just recently found. Would you like to do so? Yeah, why not? Let's let's burn our first point of luck. All right. Uh, so you use up your first point of luck. You you uh you have Camacho coming up. Did you find a cigar? Kind of rummage around in your pocket for a minute, and lo and behold, you're able to pull out. A nice long cigarolo, still in its old plastic pre-war wrapper. Nice. Yep, I actually, yeah, let's see, I got something here for you somewhere. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Ah, here we go. Still wrapped, just for you. I've been saving this one for you. Oh. How much? I... Uh, uh, you know, you're you're good with the kids. Uh, three bucks, three caps. And send over the three caps. caps for a pre-war cigar. Damn. I mean, Ooh. you gotta with the kids. She's a community person. Yeah, yeah, community yeah. organizer. 
She's a staple. <laughs> <laughs> she does all those after school programs. Yeah, she does. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey kids, have you ever seen a lighter and a spoon together before? <laughs> Let's see what overdrive can really do. <laughs> hey, that's not for the kids. Come on, I'm saving that for me. Mm. <laughs> all right, so yeah, there you go. Uh, first use of your your luck as you said you've burned a point of luck so your available luck drops down by one but uh for everybody in our audience this is a wonderful tool and it's literally my favorite rule out of everything in the entire fallout handbook this ridiculous like super long 400 pages of beauty right here very lucky i got mine but uh i, I love the luck of the draw it's something that a lot of other games could really use so there you go and camacho pre-war cigar congrats good find <laughs> so how you been camacho been up to anything interesting bad um have you come across any juicy um secrets while on your travels nothing nothing interesting i mean not that many people out there. Um, you know, same old at the uh, other settlements. If you hear anything, uh, I can pay for good information. I always keep that in mind. Pull out a little list, scribble it down. So uh, you start, start writing that down. And uh, Camacho, what are you looking for? What do you mean by juicy little secrets? Um, score of weapons, um, especially like armories from the, um, like any any of the major factions, CC, uh, CCP. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, looking to build up a store so I can um, uh, so I can turn around and crank um, and jack up the price and resell them. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Something to keep in mind is that uh, you can always try and use uh, use the obtained information. So if you want to in the future, once we got some AP, you can totally try and obtain some info. All right. Um, and uh, Minsky, uh, you're in the back, and uh, Taylor comes back up to you, and uh, you can see Taylor is uh, trying to fiddle around with that wire. Uh, he's looking over at your 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 wonderful uh, uh, what is it nurse handy form. It's like oh, these American models are so well built, but the wiring oh, wiring's atrocious. And uh, he starts trying to trying to pull at the pull at the wire to shove it back in. Are you gonna be, let be him? gentle, please? All right, um, I'm going to roll a really quick right now, really quick repair. Let's see if we get mm. anything on here. Intelligence repair. I've got my D20s up in here. Wow, awesome. Uh, so I just got a double success uh, from, uh, from Taylor. Uh, he's able to get that wire fitted back in underneath your panel, and you are now nice and shiny. No more sparking fiddly wires. Thank you for your kindness. 
Well, no problem. You uh, you're the one that helped me out with the uh, when one of my kids fell over last week. I gotta return the favor, and uh, you're a rare model. Gotta keep you looking good. Pats your chassis. I just kind of a uh, happily bob up and down. Is there anything that you want to do while you are here? Is this just the kind of place that you hang out? Yeah, I spend a lot of time just kind of um, idling by the, the job posting board, seeing, kind of hoping someone comes around and asks me for a hand with something. Okay. Um, well, Taylor is, uh, as I mentioned, he puts that uh, he puts that uh, that note back up. He's always looking for folks going out there to try and get some rad roaches. Uh, but the one thing that all of you know, as I mentioned, is that the rad roaches are pretty much everywhere. Uh, most of them are usually pretty small, nothing that would get paid for. But the big ones, uh, the big ones are just outside of the main settlement itself. Uh, they seem to be scuttling around what they believe is the field and are what, what they assume are causing that little blight that's been kind of screwing up their crop there. But that's mostly Minsky. That's mostly what you hear is just people complaining about the roaches. And of course, everybody once in a while gets scratches, bites. And uh, that's that's most of your most of your day. <clears throat> so, Jianyu, uh, what exactly are you going to be doing now? You've got you've gotten your first little, or actually two trades. Uh, you've talked with Taylor. Where would you where would you be heading next, or what else would you be doing? Uh, so most everybody's going to come to the trading post if they want something. Is that where I would normally set up to sell anything? Yeah. Um, so Taylor Taylor yeah. kind of points outside. There's a there's a little awning that they have, a little overhang, um, and an empty space there. Uh, normally in Taiwan, those spaces get filled up pretty quickly. Uh, but uh, Taylor points outside. It's like, oh, you can you can feel free to set up if you want. We've got a got folks might be coming in soon. It's only about eight o'clock. Yeah. So up for the morning and kind of hang out there for a couple hours in the morning figure most people in the settlement will come by sometime before noon or whatever if they're going to be coming out yeah um and so i'll hang out there with uh with dynamo all right yeah, so you head outside you start setting up with dynamo and uh as all of you know this is this is a pretty quiet settlement uh being outside of the old city uh sunburn lake city itself uh, you know that this area usually doesn't see many people. Uh, you guys are up in the mountains. Uh, the old reservoir itself rarely gets any water anymore unless it actively rains. And as you guys already know, rainwater is probably not something you should be drinking too much. Uh, but over the course of the morning, is there anything that any of you want to do, or are we gonna are we gonna jump into the jump into a little bit of streamlining? Uh, the only thing is that uh, Val also has a note for a job in a nearby settlement worth 50 caps. And I, okay. uh, I, we've never decided what that is either. Okay. Um, you can totally check that out right now if you like to do so. Yep. Now's the time. Uh, so you, you, you also kind of look at your note. You know that there's, there's not many jobs here, here in town, except for annoyingly having to go after those stupid rad roaches. Uh, but you open up the note and you have one that's actually kind of similar. It seems like a lot of people here in uh, the 
the reservoir area are constantly reaching back out into the old city trying to look for stuff. Uh, but you see that uh, somebody is looking for um, their, their old family heirloom. Uh, what they're looking for, they have family plaques, uh, and they're looking for somebody to go in, find their family plaque. They have an address uh, for their old house, which is just outside of the main main town itself, and uh, they they write down, please, 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 I know you can do this. Um, uh, I'll I'll gladly give you fifty caps, and if you're able to find anything else from my family inside, I'll give you a little extra. Okay. And this is this is someone uh, in the in Sun Moon Lake City. Mm -hmm. So the job posting is coming from inside of the uh, the reservoir area, and they're talking about the quote unquote old settlement, which was the resort, which you might remember you had lived there in that area previously. Okay, so it's not definitely something that Val would would be able to do. Yeah. Um, so in that case, uh, to pass the time, he's going to be going over um, what limited ammunition he has left and um, his little bit of uh, quick travel supplies that he's going to need to walk up, up up there. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, you take a look at that job posting, you start start getting your stuff together. The one thing that you remember is is that to get back into the resort, again, you're probably going to need a guide somebody to somebody to walk you there make sure you get through the <clears throat> the radiation areas get away or get around the major animal issues that are out in the forest as well because uh, the roads are mostly gone at this point it's only been a couple of decades but stuff grows here pretty fast even if it's irradiated and looks mostly dead it's still pretty fast um, and the biggest issue is that you don't want to run into anything too dangerous uh, it's the same issue that Sean is having as well, is that uh, he's unable to really get out of town safely <laughs> at this point. Um, Camacho, uh, what are you doing? Just giving orders to the kids? Um, yeah, um, I kind of have, have the kids follow Sean again. Or, like, okay. keep tabs on him. Um, I actually walked back up oh, to Jianyu. Hey, um, have you heard, um, like in your travels, have you come, um, uh, come across anyone that that's looking for to have work done? Like particular bodyguard work or that needs a, needs a mercenary for? I don't know. Have I, uh, Cap? Um, so in this regard, uh, you know that, uh, generally when, People have <clears throat> asked you either for an escort or to find items like out the random waste and stuff. Uh, you usually hire somebody on to help keep you safe, and you 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 go with them. But nobody recently has asked you, so you All don't right. know of anything yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I know I've worked with uh, Val before on those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know of anything at the moment, but uh, I was going to check around after. Uh, setting up for a couple hours here, you know? Um, Other towns, so, you can probably lead, you can probably take me to, or lead a group or whatever to some, um, uh, to wherever we need to go, I, I suppose that would be safe. Yeah, we could, we could possibly set up something. 
maybe go on a little expedition, collect some junk. That'd be useful. All right. Well, we've got our uh, we've got our wonderful little group here. We've got Sean going back, being uh, being broody, um, but something <laughs> is definitely ruminating at the back of his head because he seems to be uh, very actively and very purposefully walking. Uh, you're being stalked by children. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception, uh, perception, and let's see what can we combine a perception with that isn't survival. Let me open up my handy dandy rule book. So perception, not survival. What do you what would what do you think would work best in your regards to seeing people who might be tailing? Um, because this is something you've done in the past. Yeah. Um, we've got hmm. sneak. Uh, we've got survival. Uh, those are the two big ones that I can think of. You can make your call. Which one you'd like to use? Like if the kids are being sneaky, then sneak, see patterns. I suppose I don't know. Okay, You're so, cool. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead and roll intelligence, sneak, or perception. You can pick whichever one's stronger. And I'm going to roll an opposed roll. Same. So what'd you get? Uh, so for this, since it was an opposed roll. Uh, you got a four and a two, so that's a. Six. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, so you got a success. Um, hilariously, you're you're looking around. They think they're being pretty sneaky, uh, but one of the kids, uh, the one who recently had uh, had scratched themselves and Minsky had patched them up, uh, the exact same kid falls and trips over a large barrel, uh, smashing it down to the ground, spilling out a bunch of trash out onto the uh, onto the walkway, and the kid's just like, "Oh crap! Oh, oh, uh, uh, uh," and looks up, sees you noticing them, and just runs back to the shop. <laughs> And Sean just stops a second and, and shakes his head. He was going to say something, but they've taken off. Uh, there, well, you can see that the other the other two kids, because there are three children that have been following you, right. the other two kids are, are hiding nearby. You can see them, but that one kid had a critical fail of a 20. So that I have, like, the, the the cabin that I'm living in, just sort of on the out the edge of the of the village is like up a little slope and I'm like at the bottom of the slope just off the main road when, when I turn and see this. Sean will turn to the two remaining children. Um, you know, I ate the last person that followed me back home. I'm sort of calling out. I know where they are, but I'm calling out as if I don't. Okay. So you can follow me if you want, but you'll see what happens. It turns and just heads back up towards his uh, cabin. Go ahead and uh, roll me a charisma survival. Let's see how these kids react. Uh, so, uh, both of the kids just kind of look at each other like, Psh, he's never eaten anybody before. His nails are too perfect. Ugh. 
<laughs> Let's keep following him. And uh, you see them continue trying to hide behind stuff as they're slowly like darting across the road, thinking they're super sneaky, hiding behind mm. little buildings and structures. Uh, but you know they're there. You can hear them. You can hear them giggling. Uh, they're they're young teenagers, uh, but they think that they're being super secret spies and not doing a very good job about it. I would know. Um, and he, yeah, Sean kind of smiles to himself, but carries on heading up towards the cabin, and he stops at the door. Hmm. Well, I was feeling hungry. Suppose dinner can come sooner rather than later. And he turns around and goes, ah! Like, towards the kids. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yes, uh, one of them literally bursts out of what looks like a little little crappy bush, screaming, and just bolts down the road like, Oh, he's gonna eat me! <laughs> just runs away. And uh, the other kid just kind of stands up, looks at their, uh, looks at their younger sibling, and looks at you, is just like, Man, really? And then just runs, <laughs> goes after their sibling as well. And uh, you see both of them run back down the path down that little slope. And uh, they head back down to the shop. And John's got like um, uh, just sort of a deck chair that's out of the front of his cabin, and he just takes a seat in it, uh, takes the gun, the 10 millimeter pistol out of his holster, and like puts it on the table. Um, and just kind of takes it to pieces and begins just kind of cleaning it. With with whatever he's got, just just rag at this point. It's better than nothing. He, he's kicking himself, but it's better than nothing. Uh, he's still a bit rusty when that stuff. It will come back to him. He's sure, but um, it's more just to keep the the parts that are there clean rather than to do anything crazy and invasive. Um, and then kind of yeah, it spends the next sort of fifteen minutes disassembling and reassembling it. All right, and keeping an eye out. Yeah, so the, uh, the the morning goes by <clears throat> uh, goes by pretty pretty decently. Uh, one thing that all of you know from living up in this mountain area for a pretty decent extended amount of time is that the weather changes somewhat frequently. Uh, it can go from a beautiful sunny morning with the rad birds singing and lizards running around, and of course the wall dragons. Uh, you know they're 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 chomping down on stuff, but when it comes down to it, the weather itself can go from this beauty all the way to a horrible rad storm in minutes. And so over the course of the day, uh, you see this slowly shift from a, a somewhat overcast day, but you can see that the, uh, the overcastness, those clouds, start to drip. Now, they don't just drip. They drip blood rain. And you can see this thick, tar-like substance. Um, we actually have this uh, this horrible stuff here called beetle nut. It looks like beetle nut spit dripping out of the sky, this deep blood red dropping down. It's filthy, it's toxic, it stinks. And any individual who is outside is going to be dealing with a couple of different issues. So we know that... 
Sean is in uh, on his little patio area. You're cleaning off your gun. We know Camacho, you were still inside the trading post, right? We've got uh, Jianyu, who's outside under an overhang. You can see that starting to come down. Um, Minsky, you don't have to worry about poison. Um, and uh, Val, you went back to your home. Uh, so everybody's indoors, but you can see these disgusting streaks and smudges on the windows, the few windows that you can still see through. They're, they're, they're kind of streaked down there. But Jianyu, uh, since this is going to be affecting your business, you have a choice. Do you want to stay set up? Do you want to move inside? Or do you want to head out? It's your call. If it's not going to cause any major problems, I'll pack up quickly and uh, head over to talk to Val. He wanted to say something to me, and it looks like business is done for the day. All right. In that instance, what I need you to do is I need you to give me a uh, endurance survival. I believe that's part of the system here. I'm always screwing this up. So give yep. A second. Endurance survival check, and it's going to be a DV2. Blood rain is not something that you want oh. to mess with. Then I probably should go out in that. What kind of damage does it deal if you go out in there? Uh, this specifically today, uh, you, I've rolled probably the worst I've ever seen. Uh, two damage and two uh, persistent poison damage. So two direct oh, damage and sounds... persistent poison. Sounds like I should probably actually just wait it out. And... Okay. So you're going to wait it out for uh, for the this early section of the afternoon. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go out in that and, you know, get myself or the or, uh, Dynamo hurt. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you stay, you decide to stay, stay underneath the awning at least, unless you want to go indoors. But what you can see is that there's uh there's one of the smaller rad roaches. It's only, it's only about, it's only about that big. Uh, you see one of these smaller rad roaches kind of scuttling around on the ground and you see it get a couple of drops on it and just kind of stops and just continues waddling, a couple more drops, and it just lays down flat. Um, this poison <laughs> rain is so extreme that right now it seems to even be killing some of the rad roaches. But this is one of the smaller ones. As I said, it's only it's only about this big, uh, maybe about the size of a small small handbook. So it's pretty pretty small for what you normally run across. That's mean rain. Is, is this blood rain like a new phenomenon or is this something that we're used to? This is something that you're used to. You've seen this before. Uh, it's one of the reasons why a lot of the, a lot of the glass windows uh, that you can see in Taiwan, because Taiwan loves having these beautiful like floor to ceiling windows. Uh, a lot of them are just smeared and streaked and you're not exactly sure what's left them, but blood rain is definitely, uh, definitely contributed to it. Bummer. Yeah. Uh, but so everybody is indoors for right now. Um, all of you are able to avoid that the poison and the damage. Luckily, our uh, Dr. Jianyu decided to decided against uh, going out because that would have been a pretty difficult survival check. Uh, but the day starts winding on like this, and it seems to last for a couple of hours. And we're going to take our quick break right now, but what you see first is that as the rain starts letting up, uh, Jianyu, you actually see 
somebody, a person, hobbling up that, that road as the rain is dissipating. They've clearly been going through it, um, trying to get through that rain. But they're coming on up, and you can see that they are dripping this disgusting, tarish rain um, off of their poncho. And they look up at you and they said, uh, is there a doctor? And they just collapse. So that's where we're going to take our break. Uh, ladies and gentlemen who are in our audience, we will return in just a minute. I'm going to pop us over to our, um, actually our, our intro screen, because uh, my bio break screen is super lame. I'm going to drop us over to our intro screen. I'm going to put it on our starting soon, and I'm going to leave our mics hot. If you want to chat with any of our wonderful, wonderful members here, uh, you can also ask any questions. Feel free, please, and uh, we'll answer the best to our ability. See you folks in a few minutes.
that multi-value roll again? Multi-value roll. Uh, what is it you're trying to roll? Oh, I was just wondering, um, uh, like, if I have to do it. Um, I know you go to the character sheet. You put, um, uh, you hit that greed out dice, and then brings you to. Uh, yeah, the the dice is in the top right hand corner. No, the confusion was earlier. He um he asked me to roll two attributes rather than an attribute yeah. and a skill. It, so it won't it, let you do it. It won't let you do two attributes. So. Yeah, when it says input value, it says attributes. Like, it gives you drink, perception, endurance, whatever. You just hit right. one of those and submit? Or... Yeah, and then it should come up with a list of skills. And with the tank skills, if you roll under your skill rank as opposed to having to roll a one, you get a crit. Looks like we're gonna go snipe hunting for rad roaches. Probably, or we're gonna have to figure out why this guy uh, 
is melting. Is melting in front of us. Yeah. Seems like, I don't know, seems like a bad plan to me. I don't know. <laughs> to walk through, uh, acid, acid blood rain. Not even acid rain, or blood rain. Acid blood rain. Yeah, not blood a good plan. Is, uh, pretty, pretty <laughs> Uh, for for those of you, it's vicious. Out, it's viscous. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, for those of you who have been out to Asia, anybody in our uh, viewership right now, uh, what I'm talking about is uh, is the uh, God. What, what, what's that? What's that name? Beetle, beetle, beetle nut. Um, <coughs> um, it is super ridiculously popular all over. Um, all over uh, Asia. It's called uh, Banlong uh, here, or Binlong in uh, Taiwan. And uh, it is super ridiculously popular. It is literally the equivalent to, like, chewing tobacco over here. Uh, except for um, when you spit, it literally looks like you're hawking out a load of blood. Like, it's literally blood red. It is disgusting, and the, the, the remnants they leave behind... <laughs> <laughs> no boy, no. I was really freaked out the first time I saw that. I saw a guy walk down the street ahead of me my very first year here, and uh, he was a uh, he was just chewing this big thing. And I'm like, oh man, that guy's got a lot of chewing tobacco, and then all of a sudden he spits. I'm like, oh, oh, just is he okay? <laughs> and the teacher that I was with is like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's just been long. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> did you say so? <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, totally normal. Pretty nasty. It's totally normal here. It's pretty popular in like uh, the Philippines as well. Mainland China, uh, Indonesia has it a little bit. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's it's all over the place. Um, but when it comes to our chat, a couple of folks are still pretty active. Um, RC Walker was asking if he could get a copy of the art. Uh, if any of you are interested in any of the art that I make or that's in the supplement, you can always feel free to check out our. Uh, wonderful uh wonderful um uh cybernation uncensored discord page i dropped the uh i dropped a share link it, it comes with uh boo boobot i think drops it every once in a while uh you can check over there uh with the uh hashtag there for uh capricious nature uh designs because uh, that's where i drop up all my art and all my generators and all my links and so up oh, I just got a friend request from R.C. Walker. Hello, R.C. Walker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. More friends. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so you can always check out what's going on out there. Um, I'm dropping my art, dropping the links. Um, yeah. Uh, so I have us back in our main overlay. I'm going to <clears throat> uh, drop in our next wonderful artist. The first one that we've been hearing mostly from today is him over at Base Ape Records. I'm now going to drop us some Thousand Reasons. I absolutely love this track. It's very good ambiance, especially for the spooky creepiness. And uh, pardon my cracker eating. I have not had breakfast yet. Crunch, crunch, crunch. So. What Jianyu sees from the front of this this shop with a little awning. What he sees is an individual kind of coming up, very beleaguered, very, very, um, very, very pulled down by the rain. Um, and he walks up and says, "Is there, 
a, a doctor and collapses to the ground. Um, Johnny, you can see underneath him as he hits the ground, there is a viscous splash of noise as he drops down to the ground. Um, and uh, it is still pouring, rain. right? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. The rain has now started dissipating. It's, it's not even a drizzle of this blood rain anymore. Um, but the, the rain is mostly dissipated. It's back to being overcast and super humid. Uh, you can smell, uh, you can smell that 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 thick kind of chemical smell up in the air, uh, but no longer is the rain pouring down. All right, I'm gonna call out for Minsky. Minsky, Minsky, we need you out here now. And then I'm gonna start running over towards the guy, uh, and start trying to get him, you know, in out of the the blood rain muck and mud okay. uh, yeah so you come out you start up uh, you come out from under the awning you start helping the guy up and uh, Minsky uh, do you come out yeah okay. Hop, bobbing on out so the two of you are going on out and you see this guy um, he very clearly uh, is a survivor he's covered in what can only be d described as rags, uh, as well as what looks like an old plastic tarp, partially eroded and weather-beaten with time, and uh, partially eroded by this blood rain. Um, and you can see his face. He has the stains of the blood rain all over his face. Uh, it is this disgusting thick redness, um, but you also see what looks to be a slight tremor. Um, in his hands. He's unresponsive, but he is trembling. Um, Minsky, if you want to give me your very first medicine check, uh, we can check out and see what in God's name is wrong with this man. So it's going to be intelligence medicine. Alright, so overlay again. Uh, so, oh, two successes. Hot damn. Are those two ones? Yeah, no, those are two single successes. Okay, okay. I was the like, oh my the roll. I was about to be super the, uh, bright one. Yes, so the super bright one is the critical success. Okay, so yeah, you've got two tens. Uh, you match both of those. Excellent. Uh, required was a ten. And it was a DB1 to figure out what exactly was on the surface level wrong. <laughs> DB2 to figure out what was seriously wrong. So you're able to tell pretty quickly uh, what's going on with uh, with this guy is that he he's been affected by the poison that's in his blood brain, and you're able to stabilize him from that. So you're able to kind of uh, get him stabilized. He's not dying anymore, uh, but he still seems to have these shakes. And you can see what looks like... Uh, kind of this weird uh, chunk of like uh, metal. It looks like maybe he, he had shrapnel stuck in him, um, and it's sticking right out of his, right out uh, above his clap, off the side of his neck. And it uh, looks like some blood's coming out of that area. What are you guys gonna do? Who's there? Is it just uh, Mixie and Jonio? Uh, uh, so, uh, I, I don't want to say Minxie, so Minsky. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Minxie up in here. Uh, no, Minsky. Uh, Minsky, Jianyu, 
Uh, the shopkeeper as well, Taylor, is uh, he's inside. He's kind of popping his head out. Uh, but if you want, uh, I know Camacho, Camacho, uh, right now we can see that Raven has her prop with her. Nice. Um, but, uh, Camacho had probably heard as well. Um, whether or not you or Sean did, um, you guys can roll some, uh, perception checks. If you would like. I'll do that. Um, so for you, I'm gonna have you do a, let's say, perception speech. Um, and for Sean, uh, perception speech as well. Sean, it'll be a DV2, and for Val, it'll be a DV1, based on your guys' distance. Perception. Speech. Two dice. No tag skills. Hey! Alright, Val, you heard Jianyu, uh, screaming out, Oh my god, Sean heard too! (laughs) (laughs) Applause for you. My hat comes off. You got a critical success. Um, double double skill. And it's a tag, so uh, that means that would be one, two... Okay, so that'd be two. Two successes. Uh, you got it. Um, Sean, you barely on the edge of your hearing as that rain's finally starting to come up. You hear Jianyu scream, Minsky, get out here! Um, and Val, you can hear it from just up the road. You're only a couple of buildings away. Uh, you hear him yell this out, kind of echoing in the in the, the empty streets. Um, so all of you um, have heard. Uh, Val would grab his rifle and his um, overcoat and and leave. Okay. Um, and yeah, so grabbing that, getting all of your stuff together. And heading out, that's fine. Sean, what are you doing? Um, I mean, he was already gets done cleaning his his gun and literally snatches it up off the table and darts straight towards the source of the noise. Okay, so you guys start heading down. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, you've got you've got a convergence. Um, Gianni, you're you're there trying to help this guy out. You see Val popping out of a door just a couple of houses down, and you even see Sean. <laughs> bolting down the side of this like hill coming down the road as well um i guess this is some kind of excitement that normally doesn't happen here uh so minsky and gianni what are you guys doing you've got this man he's still dripping this disgusting stuff um and you can see he's stabilized now but he has this thing sticking out of his neck I mean, I feel like we probably should get him maybe inside the trading post, somewhere out of the mud for you to work. I can help. Yeah, so let, let's move him into the trading post, and then Minsky, you can you can take a look at uh, actually taking care of him. Is uh, the trading post where uh, Minsky uh, um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, is the trading post where Minsky usually does their business, um, their healing business. Uh, Minsky does house calls too. Okay. All right. So uh, that's actually. I didn't, a really I didn't know if there was like a doctor's office. Yeah. So that's what I was curious about. So Minsky, if you want, you can have like a little medical area in the back of the trading shop. You can have your own little separate area. What would you like to have? It's up to you. I'm, I'm giving all of you chances to have your own little little settlement areas. Uh, little places that you live or work at within the settlement, so. 
Um, yeah, I think with the help that Minsky probably gives around the shop, he, he's probably been given a little s- section in the back to do some medical stuff. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, inside the back of the shop, um, go ahead and just roll me a flat one d twenty for uh, Johnny. Go ahead and roll me flat one d twenty for me. Just for Johnny. Sorry, oh, John. Minsky. I thought you said Gianyu. No, sorry. Okay. I'll, I'll stick with Minsky. That's why I was like, oh crap. Oh, just 1d20. No no need for the combat dice. 17. Excellent. That's that's what I was looking for. So in the back, um, not only did he give you a little area, but over time, probably Gianni's brought in some stuff. Other people have brought in some stuff. Uh, you've got a, a little, that decent little setup. Uh, you've got a curtain that blocks the area off. Uh, somebody brought in one of those old school medical gurneys. So you have a medical gurney. Um, you even managed to have a little light in the back. Your own, your own separate light stand to help see. Um, and you've got a little tray next to it, so you got a little medical setup uh, that people have, thanks to your help in the settlement, they have helped you out, trying to give you all that stuff as well. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, you guys would, uh, pick him up, start dragging him inside. Um, I would like both of you go ahead and give me strength and endurance. Uh, who is stronger? Who is higher strength between the two of you? I got four strength. Okay. I have six. All right, so I'm going to have um, I'm going to have uh, Minsky. You can do strength and survival uh, for picking him up, and then I'm going to have uh, Jianyu uh, roll an aid for it. So you're going to make the same roll. If uh, Minsky succeeds, then you can give an additional uh, dice for assistance. So it'll be strength survival. All fails. No um, no. So yeah, so you start picking this guy up, and uh, his shakes are, are 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 getting worse, it seems. And uh, the 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 guy literally slips out of uh, out of out of Minsky's claw hand. Uh, just, his arm just kind of slips out, and he falls off with your 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 little stabber uh, syringe arm. Um, but at this time, uh, Sean and Val, both of you, uh, both of you have arrived. And uh, you um, see so I think attempting to lift him up and dropping him back to the muck. As as soon as that happens, Val realizes there's no like rad roach infestation suddenly, and he puts the, his rifle over his shoulder and uh, like sighs and walks up and tries to drag this guy into the trading post. Um, Sean, would you try giving a hand as well? What, what would you do? Yes. You see this yeah, yeah. disgusting mess. I'd take him by the... Grab him by the ankles if he's grab If uh, Val's grabbing him by sort of like by the shoulder or the upper body. Yeah, um, that's, what I, that's what I imagined. Avoiding I am at what I imagine is the skin sloughing off of his ankles um, as I pick him up by the shoes. And... Uh, yeah. I'm gonna tell Val, like, be careful, be careful of the neck. Yeah, I, I feel I, I Val like, like looks at the guy and he tries to like put his hands inside the guy's jacket so that he can touch a spot of him that isn't covered in blood rain, so that he can like drag him, but also not really touch the part of him that's covered in poison. 
Sean, Sean just grabs him by the ankles. He seems far too comfortable with this situation. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, Camacho, uh, you can see all of this happening from the inside of the shop. Are you staying inside? You heading out? Kind of see what uh, what the uh, commotion is about. And her first from um, her um, uh, her first reaction was like, "Dios mío, what happened?" This one's staggering from God knows where. Just help us get him inside. Grab a hold. Or just tell, uh, see about grabbing a hold wherever I can. Okay. Um, so for this, Val, go ahead and give me a uh, strength plus survival. And since Sean is helping, go ahead and do the same. You reach inside of his jacket, <laughs> and uh, Sean grabs the ankles, and both of you seem to have uh, interacted with some of that blood rain. Um, let's see, do we have any critical failures? Yes, we do. Sean, uh, you touch some of that blood rain. It gets across your forearm and on your hands, and what happens is, is that you receive a little bit of damage from this situation as you drop him. Uh, so the damage that's being dealt by this stuff, the active rain, was uh, two damage and two effects. So I'm going to roll just two dice. We'll see what you deal with. Uh, you have one persistent poison damage. Uh, so this acid gets on your hand and you can see it literally start smoking um, as your, your hand starts reacting to it. Uh, you take you one damage it? right now. And they rolled a fail? Fail? Sorry? Yeah, you got a critical failure. You got 19. Oh, okay. Cool, 20. Okay. Uh, uh, 20 damage. is the average. Uh, this was a slightly dangerous task, and so the critical band expands to 19. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Still learning the game, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Um, so, yeah, your, your hand starts <laughs> sizzling. Uh, you need to get a medical check in order to get that to stop, otherwise it will continue burning into your hand. I just hold it out sort of indignantly towards Minsky. Do you mind? I can help. <laughs> I can help. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> As this guy falls <laughs> back into the crime. <laughs> he, he falls back on the on the floor and goes, alright, just lay there to him. Got a journey in your, um, in your work area, right? I do. I'll be using that. I go. I go inside to go grab it. Okay. Uh, while you're going to grab that, Vinsky, uh, give me a uh, intelligence medicine. DB is going to be a one to stop the persistence. Okay. Um, and I forgot about this. Vinsky uh, has a diagnosis mod mm -hmm. that reduces um, medicine difficulties by one. Okay, so that'll be a DB0. You can give your team some AP, because you guys have none right now, I don't think. No AP at the moment. Well, that's what you want. There you go. Amazing. Holy hell. <laughs> uh, you just generated four successes, so that is four AP. I'm going to drop those down for you guys. Party AP. 
So that's going to be a one. Do, do, do. Let's drop that there. Let's give you the second one. Okay, so we've got three and four. Okay, so you guys have four AP now stored up thanks to Minsky kicking some serious ass with that medical check. Congratulations. Um, so, yeah, uh, Sean, your hand is uh, your hand is stabilized. Uh, Minsky seems to, like, pop out one of the little things and it just sprays some unknown powder on your hand. It just goes... And it stops sizzling at your flesh. Um, so you've only taken one damage total. Uh, you do not have persistent poison damage anymore. Nothing. Um, and you still have that wonderful gentleman uh, down in the muck, but you have Camacho running inside, grabbing that gurney. Um, go ahead and give me a uh, either an athletics or a strength check to manhandle the gurney outside. So this seems to be a uh, a wonderful day for errors. Uh, you do not seem to be able to get the gurney to move. The wheels are locked in place down on the ground. You can't seem to get it to go. Um, it doesn't want to cooperate. Uh, if you guys want to give me one more attempt at lifting this guy up, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, is there a so there is there a way that um, uh, we could res? receive help because if you use the assist command it provides a plus one success on a successful skill test so if Jean Yu would help me and in uh minsky were to help dalton that might help us here uh so what this means for the assist is that the main person doing the skill test has to have at least one success okay if that person receives a success and the next person rolls and they get a success, then it'll add another success dice to you. I see. Okay. That's the issue is that this this has all been a DV1, and you guys have all been getting zeros. Uh, Shinobi makes a very good point, is that we did receive a, uh, a bonus that we never used. Uh, that was actually a, uh, a plus two that I have not applied to you guys yet. Because uh, Vampire Bites uh, did not remember that that was a plus, not a minus. So I still have that queued up. I'm waiting. Okay. <laughs> um, so then I guess Dalton and I Raven. will attempt an athletics check. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's going to lead it this time? Do you want to lead it? Do you want, uh, do you want Sean to lead it? Uh, which one of us is stronger? I'm a five. A five as well. I think right, exactly then. the same. Yeah, exactly the yeah, same. Then, I, then Val will just get frustrated and try to drag the dude in. Okay. And what kind of check are we going to do? Uh, we've been doing strength and survival. Okay. And just failing. The one successful one here was Minsky beating the shit out of that healing. If you want, you can uh, buy big, an big... extra extra dice with the uh, the AP. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll do that. Right, okay. right. Strength, survival, and I will buy one extra dice. So I'll roll three. I'll roll three dice. Okay. Not a tag skill. Oh, there we go. We've got a success. So 
Sean, you're, you've got your hand uh, hand sprayed off. You successfully get enough leverage holding on to his legs. Val grabs under his shoulders, and you are both able to finally, finally, finally drag his dripping body inside after getting dropped multiple times. Uh, I do have a question. Um, so I had that success, but I also rolled a 19. Mm-hmm. Is that is is that a complication or a or a critical failure? Because uh, yes. it was for I haven't gotten to that part yet. Oh boy. Yeah. So uh, you guys get inside, and as you come in, uh, you seem to uh, you seem to see Camacho standing there, still struggling to to get this damn gurney to move. And uh, as you come in, kind of shove Camacho over. And uh, Camacho, you have a choice right now. Either you can fall backwards or try to grab on to stop yourself from falling and get some of that blood rain on you. Backwards. Alright, so you trip backwards um, and uh, you kind of fall over. Uh, this is this is happening inside of uh, inside of the room, and uh, you can kind of see Val is the one that had caused this. And so, as he comes in, he shoves you out of the way. You almost get some of this blood rain on you. You fall over. Um, so Val, uh, you have you know, pissed off um, a, a PC here, which is more dangerous than anything I could have given you. So, <laughs> Val, Val immediately just like, all right, so, sorry, sorry, it's an emergency. I can get back up and give him the freaking evil line. Dios maldito. And freaking... Right. <laughs> he slams the dude down on the table. And I just storm out of the room. Um, yeah, so we, we've got Camacho now, uh, quite angry. Uh, Gianyu, Minsky, what are you guys doing as the other two gentlemen drag in this uh, lifeless body? I'm gonna follow in behind, start getting my instruments ready. Just bobbing in, like, oh, how exciting. <laughs> oh, oh, the mute gods have been satiated, everybody. Stink Palm has left on the mute. I'm going to follow in also. Um, I'm not sure what I can do to help, but I, I'll help uh, Minsky if he needs anything. Um, and uh, I actually want to uh, to mention something um, in our chat. Uh, we've got uh, Chav Hunter 86. Uh, he had some issues ordering in the right book uh, in regards to the two different systems that they have. But yeah, uh, Fallout by Modifius. Uh, there's two different versions. Uh, we are using the tabletop gaming version. They also have the board gaming version, the War Games one. Uh, we are not using that version. Um, if you are online trying to order up your books. Uh, this is what it looks like. It says Fallout, the role-playing game. So look for this explicitly on the cover, and it should have the 111 printed on there. What's up, Raven? It'll be under 2B20. Yeah, it'll be under the 2B20 system. Um, and if you are looking to GM, because I also saw that uh, uh, Chav Hunter was mentioning that he was doing this with uh, with some students, I also highly recommend getting the Game Master version. Uh, it comes with the extra fancy dice, uh, it also uh, comes with this wonderful Game Master Toolkit, which has 
some amazing resources inside. I love it. I love it so much. As somebody who loves uh, loves a little bit of extra crunch, it is beautiful. And the art <laughs> is wonderful. So Chav Hunter, yeah, um, they nearly have the same name. Uh, just double check when you're making your orders. Uh, but if you're you're working with students, I also work with students. I'm a teacher. I highly recommend uh, giving either of them a shot. Either of them could be quite useful. Uh, the board game is extremely vi visual, so that'll be very helpful for the students. But if you're working with some higher level students, uh, getting the RPG is actually probably a good challenge. Uh, so that aside being said, uh, Modifius, thank you very much also for the shout outs. I really, really appreciate it. Um, when it comes to our situation here, we have the, uh, the the man who's unconscious on this gurney. Camacho is kind of stormed out, and we've got uh, we've got uh, Val <clears throat> helping him in, Sean helping him in, and Minsky and Gian, you come in afterwards. Uh, Minsky, you can see that this thing that's sticking out of his neck uh, from being dropped several times. It looks like the, what was about two inches out is only now about one inch out of his neck. And uh, you do not see him. Uh, you do not see him moving. Uh, you barely see him breathing, but you can see that his body still has a little bit of the shakes. What are you gonna do? He's still covered in acid, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Um, do I have some milk from uh, uh, from Dynamo from this morning, milking Dynamo, left over? Because uh, that can help neutralize some of the acid. Yeah, if you would like to use your luck of the draw, uh, you could have a bottle of milk left. Yeah, I'll burn up a uh, point of luck, and I'll go grab a bottle of milk and um, kind of pour it around the area and like across some of the uh, like where we're going to have to be working so that we aren't going to get burned again. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, Sean Val, you see you see him uh, going through his pockets and. You see Gianni pull out this uh, this bottle uh, that uh, very haphazardly written written in Mandarin. This is milk. Um, uh, what color is the milk, Gianni? I don't know what color Brahmin milk is. Uh, let's go with kind of like an ugly off yellow. Okay, cool, uh, perfect. Uh, so you open up the top of that container and start emptying out this off-yellow milk, a uh, little, little bit thicker than the normal milk that we see because it's non-pasteurized. Uh, start pouring out this uh, thick, yellowish mixture on top of him, but it neutralizes the acid. It seems to be uh, safe enough to be working on now. And uh, Minsky, you can see him doing this. Uh, you see him pour it all over, and you know that Gianni made the right call on that production. Good call, but you will be cleaning this up later. <laughs> and, and I think at that point, Val's just like, well, I'm leaving. Um, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, can I tell if after all these drops, is, is, does he need to be stabilized again? Uh, he does not need to be stabilized again, but you can see that he is shaking. If you want to make another medical check, uh, you can try operating and working on him. Yeah, absolutely.
Yes. Very good. You got two successes. Um, that's exactly what you needed. Uh, you're able to see that this man was facing something that, uh, that, that was a little bit more peculiar than other stuff that you've dealt with. Normally what you run across are scrapes, bumps, bruises, small lesions, maybe even like a stray bullet that hit a hunter before. But what seems to be sticking out of his neck, um, this little sliver kind of of metal, um, as you reach down and start pulling at it, um, it seems to be resisting being removed. It seems to be kind of lodged into this guy's neck. Um, and as you start tugging at it, you can see the skin kind of coming with it. Uh, you can see the tissue underneath coming with it a little bit as well. Um, and this guy reaches up and he grabs your uh, your robot arm. He's like, ah, ah, stop, 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 stop. He seems to have been woken up by the pain that you're putting him through. I'm trying to help. I, I know you're trying to help. Stop. It hurts so bad. It's it's not going to fix it. It's not going to fix it. Just let go. Let go. And he starts pulling your arm back. Do you mind telling us who put that there? Well, uh, if he's able to concentrate on it, uh, Vinsky, do you let go? Uh, yeah. All right. Um, so Minsky finally... Let's go of this this shark coming out of the guy's neck. Um, as I mentioned to you before, originally when you had seen it, it was about two inches out. Uh, after all the drops, it was down to one inch. As you let go, it seems to go deeper into his neck. It seems to kind of have a banding effect. And it goes in, and now it's barely visible. It looks like a little black dot, about maybe an eighth of an inch sticking out. Um, and he's like, it's... Uh, <clears throat> the, the, the infection, it's... I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to last very long. I, don't. Don't go. Don't go into town. Just, just. And he stops talking. You see him kind of frozen there, with his mouth still open, his eyes still open, but he stops speaking. What? What? What time is this approximately? <laughs> um. So let's see how many hours passed during the rainstorm. It is not 10 hours, oh my lord. Or 15 hours. Oh my god, why am I rolling so high? There we go. Okay, so it's been about 5 hours. So 8 plus 5, so it's about 1 of the afternoon. Time of death, 1pm. Your shorts. I put like, I put like, I'd look for an area that's not as acidy. I just like quickly check his pulse. Uh, go ahead and roll me a uh, intelligence medicine. That was probably not going to work. One success, that's what I was looking for. Um, yeah, so uh, you do not feel a strong pulse. It seems to be almost completely gone. Um, if there is one left, it is likely under 20 beats per minute. Most Fading, people, but not gone. 
Yeah, most people, including a uh, nurse handy, would likely call them dead at that point. And I just kind of keep my fingers there as I'm making sure. I'm assuming, as I do so, the pulse is slowing down like every, yeah. every little bit. I'll take my fingers away. Hmm. Have you ever seen anything like that before? Checking databases. Uh, let's see. Uh, there is the ability to uh, to have knowledge and stuff. So let's screw it. Uh, give me a intelligence medicine, and you can use AP for extra dice if you want. Uh, remember, one extra dice is one AP. Two extra dice is three. Yeah, I'll, I'll spend an AP. Okay, I'll take that away. All right, uh, so one success. And, okay, good, no criticals. Uh, you have not seen anything exactly like this, but your assumption is, is that it was shrapnel because it was a piece of metal sticking out of this guy's neck extremely close to the carotid artery. That's what you're assuming. Did it look like jagged metal? Like, like I know explosives and stuff like that. Did it look like it was, you know, really shrapnel, or did it look more like worked metal? You can like, uh, lean in and check and give me a perception survival. Or perception medicine. Okay. Uh, I better survival. <laughs> I think we have our, our one medical person here. Two successes. Two successes. Um, what you saw is that it looked like a perfectly smooth piece of metal. It looked... If if you had run across something like this in the past, you would have assumed that it was like a 100-gauge needle. It was perfectly smooth, and it was uh, along originally when you saw it about two inches. But there was no jaggedness yeah. to it. There was no, no nicks. It was just this black chunk of metal that was sticking out of the guy's back. Yeah, that that wasn't shrapnel there. No way. I've seen plenty of shrapnel before. That that's something else. I I think we might want to extract that and get a good look at it. Is he gone? Gone, gone. Look towards Minsky again. It appears so. You got any tools in the room? And I suppose you. My buzz will start spinning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you would, please, Doctor. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Minsky is going to attempt to surgically, in the least messy way possible, extract this. All right. Um. Anybody in chat want to give us any uh, plus or minus twos or any uh, any events? It's your call. Um, 
Yeah, we've got we've got one minus two from uh from uh Raven. I'm going to use vampires plus two and I'm gonna take that one away. So anybody else wanna wanna drop something on us? It's up to you. Um I'm going two to minus two. call his in. Yes, there is two, so let's see. You can only use one in a round though. Uh, stink palms dropping in another minus two. Okay. Um, geez. All right. So yeah, a lot of people are dropping and stuff. Cool. Uh, you're getting a lot of assistance. Would you like to use a minus two? I would love to use a minus two. All right. Um, would you like to use any AP? You have two AP. I hate to use it all up. Oh, I just exited the game. <gasps> Yep, I will use an AP. Room at this time. All right. Uh, do you want me to roll for you, since you've dropped out of the game, or? I will be um, loading in right now. Okay. So you're gonna use an AP. So I'm gonna drag that over. You guys are down to one. <clears throat> so go ahead and roll a medicine intelligence. Um, I'll also give you, if you want, the opportunity for this. Uh, you can use medicine with uh, uh, perception, or you can use medicine with agility. Can offer an assist. I'll stick with um, intelligence. You ran out of the room, Camacho. I was actually going to come to you in just a you minute. Said, uh, oh, I said I'd be walking back into the room. Okay. This okay. Time. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. So go ahead and roll. Uh, how would you assist, Camacho? Medicine. Yeah, but how? How are you going to be assisting oh. Minsky? Um, pick up a, um, a pair of forceps and a, and a ten blade uh, and a um, scalpel. If he's got one, if Minsky's got one, I'm um, uh, laying around. Uh, if you would like to use a point of luck, he would. Otherwise, it was supposed to originally just be an empty tray because he has all the tools. Machete. Take out it's your machete. That works too. I mean, that's up to you. The patient's already dead. The patient oh, is most likely already dead. So yeah, I, I'd assist like making an incision with my with the tip of my machete. All right. Um, so Minsky, go ahead and roll. If you have uh, at least one success, then our. Uh, <laughs> Our Camacho can also roll to assist with the machete. <laughs> oh, critical failure! Yes! <laughs> so, as your buzzsaw goes off, uh, Camacho, don't worry about making that roll. You come in with the machete. Um, if you make that roll, you can, but uh, you got somebody there with a critical failure. Do you want to? Hold off. Okay. Um, and yes, but he did get two successes. I know, I know, I know. He's got two successes. Um, he also has a critical failure. Uh, the reason that I said yay for the critical failure is because he was trying to do it as cleanly as possible. And uh, that's where his critical failure club comes in. Um, everybody in the area, all four of you, please give me a uh, agility plus uh, survival. All four of you, please. Agility plus survival. Uh, uh, Johnny, drop. You're, you're good. Minsky doesn't need to do this. Oh, all right. 
Alright, one success, double success. One success. Camacho? Yeah, I'm adding agility. Oh. I got uh, survival, I, I'm at how to add agility. Oh, gotcha. Oh, how? Yeah. Uh, so it's supposed to be agility is your, your main uh, your main attribute, okay. and then the skill is survival. So if All you right. go back and then try typing it in again, agility is survival. Alright, I got it. Okay. So one success, two successes, one success. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Jianyu, uh, you uh, receive one AP for the double success and receive one one challenge. <clears throat> Just waiting on Camacho. Double success. Okay, uh, so that's two AP that you guys have gained. Uh, so all of you are able to kind of step back. You can see what's about to happen from a mile away. You all step back. As, uh, as Minsky's blade comes in right next to that jugular and just starts spraying blood into the area. It's a very precise cut, but as the blade is spinning around, the blood is coming out spraying all over. Um, and Minsky very, very proudly is able to get in there, cut just, just about an inch in, and then starts to extract this, uh, this little uh, sliver of metal. Oh, and uh, Johnny Drop has dropped. Uh, let's wait for him to come back. Uh, so yeah, we've got a little bit of a mess at hand. That's fun. This just became a Guar account? What is Guar? You know about Guar? 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 They're a band. The band. With the, with the pig sets? You would actually, yeah. you would love it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's a crazy metal band. They do like yeah. shows that are half plays, you know, and they like have giant swords and they like chop down bad guys in the middle of songs. I had no And then idea. they spray everybody with fake blood. Or sometimes yeah. real blood. Delicious. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard about that before. If are do they use is there supposed to be background but, sound right now? Is there not background sound? Like, <gasps> it doesn't ridiculous. move. Oh my god. Makeup. Hold on one second. Properties. It's supposed to loop. Oh, it was that just was super from quiet. before. Okay, yeah, that was from before the break. Yeah, that was eight o'clock. Yeah, my God, I didn't see that. But now I've seen on here that it, it is minimized all the way down. Uh, but Johnny, Johnny Drop has referred to us. Um, so. Apparently, it's Guar now, and I've never heard of them before, but it is now Guar. Uh, you start spraying this blood all over the area, but you make an extremely precise incision, only about one inch down, but straight through the jugular. Um, and uh, you start reaching in to extract that uh, that piece of metal that you had seen from their neck. Um, and you can see that as you start pulling out, it seems to be going deeper in. It does not seem to be wanting to come out. So you've gotten down to it, you've cut you've cut into the area, you've got your pincers held onto it, you've sprayed the area with blood like a metal concert. What are you going to do? Are you gonna start pulling or are you going to do something else? Uh 
feel like I've done enough damage here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna let go. I don't, I don't want to pull too hard and send that flying into someone else. Okay. All right. So, uh, Minsky, you, you grab onto it, you start pulling. You can feel that there's resistance behind it, but you let go. All of you around, you guys can see uh, this blood has sprayed everywhere. But you also see Minsky get down to it and then let go of it. You see him let go of this little this little trap. Um, do we notice that it seemed like Minsky couldn't pull it out, or did it just seem like Minsky grabbed it and then let go? Uh, to you, it probably looked like he just let go. Okay, I'm not sure you can um, see strain on a robot arm. There's no bulge yeah. muscles. Camacho back in the room again. Yeah, Camacho's come back in. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I, I turn, sort of glance over to to her and and shoot a look towards that the machete. Camacho, darling, if you would. I might. I while, while Camacho is grabbing the machete, uh, Val is actually going to take out his multi tool, which is um, basically a Swiss Army knife, but it has a giant pair of pliers on it. Um, and he's going to try to use those pliers to pull out the needle while Camacho chops around it. All right. Um, so, uh, actually, hold on one second. I actually forgot to do this earlier. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you reach down with the pliers. Uh, go ahead, and I need you to give me a medicine, uh, intelligence medicine check. Oh, Sean was just inferring that she should cut his head off. Oh, oh I, I, I mean Val for Val. Uh, I mean... <laughs> and, and, and Val's just like... No. 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 It's, he's, uh, he's already dead. But, well, just, let's just try to pull it out. We don't have to cut the man's head off. Uh, you've this got... is a medical facility. Not a chop shop. <laughs> <laughs> All it's right, that is, that is our quote for the day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be typing that in really quick so I don't lose track of that. This is a medical facility, not a chop shop. Uh, so I will make a medicine check to attempt to pull it out with my pliers. All right. Um, so you reach in um, and you grab hold with the pliers and you start pulling as well. And you feel this again, a resistance as you start trying to pull it out. Um, and you can see those of you around him can see that he is actually straining against this. There is a bit of resistance to get it out. I will grab on sort of behind him and pull, give him an assist on the Okay, go ahead and give me an Whatever assist. Whatever check he needs to make. And, uh, uh, I'm going to try to assist him, too, if there's enough room in there. I also have a multi-tool. I might be able to get in and get a part of it, too. Uh, it is one assist per uh, per, per skill check. Uh, but you oh. totally can flavor. You can flavor that in. That's fine. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Mark do it if he's, he called it first. Camacho is just standing there at the ready with a machete. <laughs> this is not a if I'm doing. <laughs> if I'm doing the assist, is it Val still making the check? And he just gets a, he gets a one. 
success um, if he rolls as it is. So let me actually double check on this because I want to make sure uh, that I'm not screwing you guys up. Uh, when it says provides a plus one success on a successful skill test. So. Yes, that was my super uh, super short uh, summary of it. Yeah, it's not an automatic uh, success. You get yeah, a no. roll one dice. So major action, um, assist. You assist another character with their next test. When the character you are assisting takes their turn and attempts the task, you provide assistance, page 16, if you have not yet acted for the round. Okay, so let's jump to page 16. Uh, page number 16, assistance. Okay, so um, you roll 1d20 and add any success you generate to theirs. So there you go, 1d20. <clears throat> Um, so on here, uh, you can decide which attribute skill combination you're using. It doesn't have to be the same combination. Then roll 1d20, add any successes you generate to theirs, providing the score at least one of their own. Okay, so you can choose if you want to use intelligence, if you want to use medicine as your score that you're rolling against. And I'm, and I'm choosing what to add, doing the skill check to add mine. Right, um, I mean, I'm literally just grabbing from behind and, and pulling, so strength athletics makes okay. sense to me. Then, uh, yeah, give me strength athletics. Huh? All right, uh, hey. so that puts it up to two. Uh, now, Val, uh, what I need you to do right now is please give me a one second. This is starting to get very complex. This is not a chalk show. I need to get that on a fucking, like, uh, board, put that up in my room. Oh, so perfect. There are so many... I want a drawing of, like, a... of, like, a bloody Mr. Handy that says, this is a medical facility. <laughs> Covered in gold. Perfect. Uh, yes. Um, so give me a luck... Plus athletics. Okay, so I'm going to roll a luck plus athletics, two dice. Oh. Um, as Bummer. Sean is pulling you back, uh, it you you don't seem to see it slip off. You don't seem to let go. Uh, but the metal that you're attempting to pull out. Um, it just, it doesn't seem to be there anymore. It seems to go from solid to liquid, and you topple backwards on top of Sean. Uh, you are squeezing on it, pulling and pulling and pulling. You were putting a lot of force onto it, and it doesn't seem to have been able to hold its structure, and you fall backwards. Oh, we broke it. Shit. Uh, but when you look at your pliers, you don't see anything there except for, like a smear of black. Oh. Okay. Uh, so I think first, um, <laughs> Valve is very embarrassed um, because he's now knocked two people over. Um, uh, he's like, all right, sorry, all right, sorry, sorry. He's like patting. I imagine that, like, when they fall, like, he's on top of Dalton, and Dalton has his arms around him, so he's, like, laying on him, like, okay, please let me go. This is very strange. Um, mm. And now Val goes back to 
what was that piece of metal and is trying to figure out what just happened. Um, at this point, uh, so Taylor, a uh, guy who owns the shop, he comes to the back and says, what are you doing? That's, you're, 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 you're trashing the back of my building. Cut this out. Uh, excuse me, sir, this is a medical facility. <laughs> he looks over at Minsky specifically and says, I know this is a medical facility, but you're literally spraying my walls with blood and knocking shit over in my shop. Guys, just stop. Is he dead? Very much. Like a lot. And then his pincer just sort of vaguely motions to the blood spattered all over the world. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> um, and he just looks over. He's like, "Then, then leave it be. It's dead. There's nothing you can do." Let's wrap this guy up and put him out in the back. When when the guys are back in, they can bury him. Just give the guys some decency. You're causing a ruckus and splattering my shop. This is gross. Well, the spraying's already done. Minsky can probably just um, do an autopsy. See if you can cut him all the way open and see if um, you can find the, the piece of metal. You like, see Taylor look over straight at Minsky. At Minsky... You see him staring into your eye stock with just this look of just librarian anger and frustration. Are you going to let him just stare at you like that, Minsky? We should probably wrap it up. That would be very I... advisable. Thank you. Let the poor uh... guy die in some decency. You've already wrecked him. This is Disgust, disgust, and he starts walking away. Um, Val says, uh, "Well, before we wrap him, we should probably check his pockets." (laughs) Are we the bad guys? (laughs) Well, are we the baddies? Minsky, we don't exactly have good guys right now, so it's up to you. I will never forget the whitest kids you know segment. That was. <laughs> um, so, are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? I I don't um. know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you want to check their pockets? Uh, go ahead and give me a uh, perception survival check as you start rifling through their pockets. Gross. Is anybody else rifling through this poor bastard's pockets? Yeah, shown without any hesitancy at all. (laughs) You men are disgusting. Alright, so we got one success. What do you got, Sean? Hit me. Perception, survival, yep. Yep. Alright. I had to reboot roll 20. Alright. Nice. Alright. Two successes total. Uh, So both of you start rifling through his pockets. Uh, Now for this, this is where the wonderful generator comes in. I'm going to click other category. 
Awesome. Uh, so, uh, Val, as you go through his pockets, uh, what you find is uh, you find nine rounds of thirty-eight ammo, but no Damn. gun. I, hmm. That's weird. Mm. Nine rounds. Got it. <clears throat> and uh, Sean, uh, it seems as if he hit a vending machine uh, where he previously was at. So let's roll a vending machine. Uh, you find four glass bottles that are empty, uh, clearly chugged down, um, and it says on there "instant green tea." But you find four empty glass bottles. Okay. Uh, so that's what you guys find in his pockets. Uh, you don't really really run across anything else. Uh, there's no caps. Uh, you found some ammo, but no gun. Uh, you found some empty bottles, but no food. Uh, no chems, and no other clothing or survival materials. Uh, this guy was either extremely destitute, or had dropped his stuff wherever he had been attacked in the past, or injured in the past. Don't know, but it's not there. Well, the bullets are probably pretty expensive, so it's it, it's not that weird to have bullets and not a gun, because you could also use that as currency. Sort of, it's easier to it's easier, but then of course, I don't know what you're going to do with them. Yeah. Hmm. Val's just kind of, like, holding the bullets in his hand and just, like, shaking them around, just, like, staring at them and walking around the room. Just kind of, like, pacing, thinking about his own shit. This is a medical facility, Um, not a chop shop. Why not both? That's a good question, Minsky. Why not both? (laughs) I think it's because of Taylor. Um, Xian Yu feels bad about having, um, cause such a ruckus in Taylor's shop, so I'm going to go apologize to Taylor, and I'm also going to light uh, one of my sticks of incense in there uh, for the dead. Alright. Uh, so yeah, you take out one of the sticks of incense, um, and uh, go ahead and uh, take off one more point of luck for me. Uh, not only do you uh, light up some incense, you find a small bowl that you're able to place it into as well, because otherwise you'd have to stand there holding it. So you find a small bowl, um, maybe even like an ashtray or something. You find you find somewhere where you can stick it in and, and let it burn down. And uh, you head over to Taylor, and uh, you see Taylor uh, just standing there, just kind of dry. He's like, <clears throat> uh, he seems very sickened by what's gone on. Sorry about that, Taylor. I mean, we didn't really mean to make quite the mess in there. There. There's something really wrong with that guy. Then maybe you should have brought him into a shop and then chopped his neck open. That was super oh, yeah. <laughs> And he starts vomiting. He actually vomited. Oh. As he Glad I lit some incense. Chopped his neck open. Sean just sort of sarcastically like pats Taylor on the back. Like, 
Would you rather have him stayed out in the street where your kids could run around in his entrails? Uh, my kids wouldn't be running around in blood rain. I'm like that idiot. This guy deserved to die. Who would walk around in that shit? <laughs> it starts throwing up again. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's sick. Um, but uh, for both of you, what I'd like both of you to do is uh, just roll me one flat d20. That me and uh Yeah, the two of you talking to him. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Um you were able to successfully kind of convince him uh to, to not be so angry at Minsky with your, your kind words and sarcastic pat. And so Minsky does not lose a rep point with Taylor. So he's like, I guess you're right, but oh my god, just, just clean it up. Get his body out of here before it starts stinking. That's so disgusting. <clears throat> and uh, he starts, like, scooping out his puke by hand. Doesn't really have anything to Yo. clean it up with. Starts cleaning out you his should... own inner area. It's a mess. It's not like he's got Windex and some paper towels. I mean, dude, he should spend a luck point and get, like, a broom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. your broom's going to stay forever. Uh, you should see the brooms that we have here. Oh my god. The traditional brooms are gone in like a month. <laughs> it's insane. They literally make them here out of bamboo and straw. So, unless you go out and buy one of the synthetic ones. But yeah, he starts scooping it up. Um, sure, I'll give him a bamboo and straw. Just crappy old broom. Start... <laughs> scooping it out um but yeah he uh, he's like get that back cleaned up i'm cleaning this up it's, it's disgusting what a horrible day i didn't think it would end up like this um sean will just step out into the street looking in the direction sort of down the right street again from the direction that he came from um and attempt to guess maybe from the direction that he came from where he might have come from uh so the direction that he came from was he came from the south uh your your little area mm. is up the road up sorry he came from goodness gracious my brain he came from the south your little area is up north but you know where that road leads that road leads down the side of the mountain and then back up north towards sun moon lake the resort <sighs> the only location you know of outside of that area in the immediate area. Val, should we be concerned? <laughs> uh, and Val, like, ch juggles the things in his hand. He goes, well, I've never been so alarmed or in trouble that I've trekked through blood rain just to get to nowhere. Because this is nowhere. Mm. It's not easy to get here. And there's nowhere much to go. So where did he come from? And why was he so 
adamant. And what the hell was in his neck? And at this point, Val takes his multi-tool back out and he starts looking at the, uh, the, um, like, black smudge that you said was left on the, uh, on the thing from where the metal thing turned into a liquid. Is, well, is that really I mean, what happened? You, or You pulverized it. Uh, when you look at it, what it looks like, it looks like, because, uh, I mean, he was covered in blood and the slime from the rain and stuff. It, it looks like a black, like, tar kind of substance uh, that just got kind oh, of okay. scraped so, off. Okay, so it could have been, it. okay, so it could have been, like, a lot of different things. It wasn't, not necessarily, like, that black smudge isn't necessarily from the thing. It could have just been the combination of everything. Of all of the viscera and deliciousness in the area as you attempted to yank it out of his jugular. Yes. <laughs> but it is black. Oh. It's not red. It's not it's not this disgusting mixture of the, the blood rain. It's it's black. It looks kinda like Wait, Val, can I take a look at that? <clears throat> yeah. Sure, and he uh, hands his multi-tool over to Xiaonyu. Uh, Can I try to, like, identify it with science or something like that? Go ahead. Intelligent science. Go for it. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, science is a skill. <clears throat> Should I burn a uh, um, AP for a third dice? You got three. I would say yeah. Alright, let's go for three. Alright, so I'm going to use one AP. And I can't... Uh, They're so small. You not only have no idea what this is, but as you're you're kind of trying to inspect it uh, using using your your own means, uh, you seem to be like kind of wiping off some of this stuff from his pliers and uh it it, it, it is that a like complication for the difficulty band that you're facing because i can re-roll one with my uh lab coat you can you want to go ahead and do that yeah that's uh i guess i just give it with a single dice yep. i'm gonna re-roll that 17 Yeah. All right. That's a better. Uh, so you, you, you're still water. smearing some of it off because you're, you're trying to figure out what the heck it is. You don't really have any tools on hand. Uh, but as you're kind of smearing it off, uh, you, you're looking at it, and it doesn't seem like anything you've ever encountered before. Um, but there, there still seems to be some of it, some of the, the this stuff left over on, on the pliers. Previously, you would wipe all of it off the pliers. Now there's still some. Uh, Ken, I have a question. Yes. Um, when he did the skill check, um, when you do a skill check like that, and it's a tag skill, does that one success count as two successes? Is that what that means? 
So Rob just went over this actually today, so I'm going to repeat what he had mentioned. Um, so hold on one second. Blood rain, blood spray, puke. This session is awesome. Yes, yes it is. Uh, so what Rob had explained, because they originally started out doing it correctly, and then they, they started messing up, um, is that a tag skill is only a double success if you get your uh, roll underneath that tag skill number. So his science is a tag. See. If he had gotten a mm. three, a two, or a one, that would have been a double success. Got it. Yeah. Um, and if he had gotten a one, even on a non-tag skill, that's a critical success. And so for that, okay. that would be a double. Sick. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. So he rolled underneath the 11. That's one success. <clears throat> if he rolled underneath his three, that would have been. And hopefully that helps our viewers as well, because that was something I was very confused about as well. I actually asked uh, Rob about that on a Discord call, because <laughs> I was very unsure. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you have no idea what the hell this stuff is. You have no clue. Uh, what it looks like to you is it seems to be like a... Uh, the closest you can compare it to is like uh, a, like a ferrous ferrous iron mixed with like oil hmm. and you're not sure if that's from huh. blood rain or if that's from his blood or if that was some other substance you're not sure it was kind of like a, a a slippery metal like metal shavings in, in oil or something yes I I don't like this thing this, this is um, right some sort of Experimental ammunition. Oh. Hadn't thought of that. He came from the resort. Time was I'd have just gone myself, but I'm not, uh... The numbers. Yeah, I'm not as sharp as I was. It loathes me to have to ask for help, but I think we should go... Look into it. I'll go. Yeah, you could just, you know. Alright, uh. Yeah. Who knows the way? I know the way. Okay. I get y'all up there. You know, I, I want to know what what the heck this thing is. Uh, what what about, uh, what about Minsky? Should we bring. I would feel bad. Taking them from town, but I feel like if we meet another one of these guys, we might be able to help them, or at I least mean, figure out might, what the hell that thing is. It might be a good idea to keep him away from Taylor for a day or two. Uh, you say that he actually, goes back and Taylor throws up in his throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of team. Of Imagine he's like sweeping it, and he's just throws up in front of it, sweeps her more. Oh, I'm what sure was that? The, the, uh, the meaning of life. There we are. Monty Python, meaning of life. Oh, God. That's <laughs> I'm sure Taylor could use a break. Come on. Let, let's go. We'll take uh, Minsky with us. Road trip. <laughs> Road trip. Yay. Uh, but yeah, so uh, at this point, uh, let's see. I'm going to... It has been... Uh, it's been it's been an additional hour, uh, so now it's about two o'clock ish uh, in the afternoon. Um, <clears throat> you guys tried dealing with this and trying to get that stuff out, and uh, 
the question is, are you guys going to clean up the mess behind you or leave that to Taylor? I'm going to try and loosen up the brakes on my gurney and at least wheel it out. I don't know about the blood. I don't, I don't really, I don't, he doesn't have any rags back there. Okay. Uh, so Minsky, you start moving, moving the gurney. Uh, you are aware of how to get the, the wheels going. Uh, Camacho had not done that in the past. was not aware, but you, you <laughs> unloose, or sorry, you loose them up. You start, you start pushing them out. Um, let's say there's a back door. Uh, so you start pushing them out through the back door. Uh, but as he does that, all of you around him, you can see that in the back there is a pile of that blood rain that had, had been dripping off of him, just in this kind of disgusting puddle, uh, combined with the blood spray that's on the wall and on the curtain that he had up. Uh, as as uh, who was that? Logar posted into our Discord. It looks kind of like somebody had that blood cannon and just went... <laughs> uh... Val is going to turn to Camacho and say, well, I really don't clean, so why don't we pull our caps and get uh, the, the children to do it? Niños, niños, get to work. Yeah. And uh, so uh, he is going to give each of them two caps. There's two kids, right? There's three. You touch the stuff, just sweep it up in a pan or something and throw it outside. Yeah. Well, it is inert now with that with that milk. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. There's also that off-yellow milk <laughs> mixed in with all of that bottling. But the crap. That, that makes it safe, though. <laughs> I'm just imagining this situation of just the coloring this room. There's a, there's a metallic like, yeah. cover that would look like that. We'll get the, we'll get the fourteen-year-olds to handle this. Uh, that actually that fits perfectly with that uh, with that uh, narrative, and because uh, <clears throat> here in here in uh, in Taiwan, uh, they actually took a lesson from Japan. Uh, children have to clean their own schools, um, and so if they're working the shop, they have to clean the shop. Uh, so yeah, uh, Val, you give a couple of caps and. Uh, you, you kind of look over at them, they look up at you just with this face of just sheer and utter revulsion of like, why? Well, and, uh, everybody's got to grow up sometime. <laughs> it's your turn now. <laughs> and uh, Camacho, you see the youngest one who's about 12 oh, years old uh, just kind of look over at you just with this face of like, what have you done to me? Like about to cry, and she's just looking up at you like, "Why?" Yeah, and yeah, it'll be fine. Just calm enough. Cheer up. <laughs> A little bit of elbow grease made me the man I am today. Come on. It'll be done. And I offer more caps. Uh, so, so you say elbow grease, and uh, she just kind of looks at her elbow, and she's like, "What grease?" <laughs> Exactly. Get to it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the kiddos start. The kiddos start uh, cleaning. Uh, Val, go ahead and uh, take a. Let's see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be nice. I'm not gonna make you pay. All six. I'm gonna take out a D six real quick. And I left all of them at school. Crap. Uh, let's roll it on the roll twenty. Uh, five caps. 
Hey, five caps. Uh, three kids will take care of us. <clears throat> okay. How broke are you now? I, I five caps left, but I've also got I've also got nine bullets, which are like might as well be gold. Yeah. Oh, never mind. They're the worst kind of bullets. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they're the rarity. They're the one. They're the one cap bullets. <laughs> the rarity zero ones. Uh, but yeah, so they start cleaning. Uh, you can see that they themselves have also pulled out like little little pans and stuff, and they're trying to trying to clean up all this mess. Uh, but all four of you kind of exit that building, so I don't have to give a description of what's going on. Uh, but Minsky has taken uh, taken the body through the back door, and uh, out in the back, you can see it kind of kind of slopes down a little bit uh, over towards uh, towards the, the side of side of the the, uh, the the forest itself. This kind of somewhat alive, somewhat dead forest. It always still expands, even if it doesn't look lush green. Uh, but it, it makes its way. Uh, you, you you head out through that back, and you can see that there's like a little little walking path in the back, um, and you could bring it uh, bring it one direction and take it out of town, or you could bring it the other direction and take it to where they've buried their dead in the past. It's your choice. Take it to the normal burial spot. Alright, so yeah, you start start pushing the gurney that way. Um, the rest of you, uh, in the meantime, are convincing the children to do this disgusting task. Um, and uh, Gianni, what are what are you doing uh, while they're talking to the kids and uh, Minsky's pushing the body? Uh, I'm going to uh, snag up that uh, that uh, incense bowl because I'll use that again later. Um, and I'm going to go out and get Dynamo ready. It sounds like we're probably going to be going somewhere. I don't know if we're going to leave this afternoon or not. Um, how long does it take to get up to the resort? That is a really good question. Uh, give me a second, because I can actually Google this, the specific distance. So give me one moment. <laughs> does MapQuest work there? Um, I don't think... Google Maps would. Maybe MapQuest, that's super old school. <laughs> God, I haven't... Does MapQuest even exist anymore? Is it still around? Yes, it does. Because my father refuses to... Still prints out directions. And I'm like, you have an iPhone! What are you doing? Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, whatever whatever works for him. Uh, I remember, yeah, I had a, I had a couple of friends that lived in Indiana, and their parents refused to use uh, GPSs. They would always print out the instructions from MapQuest. All right, so we are going to be traveling from what is that, Tusha, Tusha Reservoir, down to Sun Moon Lake. Uh, so you know to get to the scenic area um, that will. Second, two-hour scenic area. Uh, that'll take you about about two hours walking. Uh, you know a path to get there. Um, so that would get you to the scenic area, but to get you in towards the town proper, uh, that's going to take quite a bit longer. 
so the old dam that you know about um, that's outside of the city limits it's mm -hmm. not not the not the one that we've discussed in the past this is just another small dam outside of the town uh, to get to that location back to directions just hold on one second my Google Maps is giving me crap. <clears throat> oh my gosh! What the heck? Uh, so that'll take you. Uh, so it'll take you about two hours to get down to the scenic area. It'll take you about four hours to get down to the dam, which is on the outskirts of the main town. It'll take you about five hours to get into town itself, which is going to leave you guys around seven o'clock p.m. All right. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna uh, once everybody's done inside, I'm gonna cut, I'm just gonna head out and like get Dynamo ready, regardless of what we're doing, because I'm not gonna hang out here at Taylor's for after this. Um, and then once everybody kind of comes out of there, I'll, I'll tell them about how long it's gonna take us to get, um, you know, up there. We don't want to get caught there overnight. Today and strike out in the morning, first thing in the morning. Probably like dawn morning. Yep. Because yep. the last thing we want to do is get there at 7 p.m. Mm. Assemble on the main road at sunup, no later. Any questions? Sounds good to me. Well, um, what's our like main objective? Just be just the whole. We're gonna go here and try to figure out if we can figure out where this guy came from. Information. Is that gathering. basically is that basically the plan? I don't know. That's why figure out where the thing. To figure out where the thing in his neck came from. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah, what is it? Where did it come from? A lot of dead guys. Not a lot of. Liquid metal. All right, it's, it's like that that old First movie. thing in the morning. You you think about it, it's like that old movie you've seen before, but instead of being silver, it's it's this black, black substance. At least trying to come not... up with a, with a hmm? trying to come up with a funny name for it in my head, and like I I can't get there. The exterminator. I said the only, yeah. The only thing I've got is the atomic terminator. <laughs> Uh, the atomic exterminator, maybe I don't know. The atominator. The atominator works, yeah. So the old movie, the atominator series, there was uh, there was forty five of them that were released, and uh, only the first only, two. You really only good. liked. Well, yeah. I was gonna say you only really liked the first fifteen. I mean, <laughs> I mean, at some point where you know the one where he goes and saves the moon. I mean, do we did we really need the moon? It, it would have been fine. <laughs> no one should be back after Hades for some meal. I'm sick with my job, right? Yeah, so I think that's a decent plan. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you guys are planning on heading out in the morning. Uh, Minsky, while all of them are, are doing this, they're they're prepping, they're talking. Uh, you're you're out there. You get the body out to uh, to the the graveyard area, and you kind of just what do you what do you do? I don't want to. There's no point. No point trying to lift him 
with any sort of grace all by myself. So I, I just kind of lift the gurney up a little bit. And okay. Let him slide off. Yep. You lift up the, the front gently. end of the gurney and falls down onto the ground. Um, yeah. So uh, I'll actually I'll send this to you guys later specifically. Uh, so I know exactly where your shop is, literally by staring at it right now on MapQuest. Not on MapQuest, sorry, Google Maps. You've got MapQuest stuck in my head. <laughs> Google Maps. Uh, but So the place that they're always burying these bodies is the old campground. There used to be an old campground there. And uh, that's where they're always burying, burying the dead, because slowly but surely the number is gradually rising. There's still about 100 people left, but population here used to be in the thousands. And, uh, yeah, you drop off the body and start heading back. Uh, when you get back, uh, you see you see Stan in there packing everything up on, on top of his Brahmin. You see uh, you see Jianyu. Uh, he seems to be getting ready. But you were not there for any of the conversation earlier except for a road trip. And then you grabbed the body and started going. So, what's the plan? Uh, we're going to head up to the resort and see if we can figure out what happened uh see what see if we can find out what's going on with this this weird metal thing and and where this guy came from you want to join us sure i sense taylor is set with me yeah um we're gonna meet at dawn uh at the main road out (laughs) i think you broke logar for a second there (laughs) All right. Uh, well, yeah. So this is this is a chance, everybody, uh, for us to uh, take a wonderful little look at our survival mechanics. Do any of you have food in your inventory? Oh, that's a good question. Yes. Well, you're a robot. You don't need food. I... You're good. <laughs> they have a survival kit. Which is part of the... So the survival kit has, like, utensils that can help you, but the survival kit does not contain named objects from the main game. Correct. Yeah, so so no, uh, I guess. Okay, so no... Uh... Sean, do you have any food? Uh, no. Um... She on you, are you carrying any? I got some tar berries. I'm not gonna go very far between a lot of us. Well Camacho's got food. Camacho's taken care of. Uh seeing so... he doesn't have any food, okay. Sean would probably just not wanna head anywhere too dangerous, but just out to forage. If that's the case. Yeah, that's totally fine. Um so that's what I was going to say is that you guys have a couple of different options right now. Uh, number one, um, if any of our audience members are interested in taking a look at the settlement uh, settlement expansion that I put out, the perchance, you can use that. Um, or you can go on to the wasteland generator and there is an option there for foraging and for going to shops. So if you folks want, you can try to buy uh, your meal for the night or you can try to forage for your meal. What would you like to do? 
Sean, I you see. Porridge. Yeah. I'm done with foraging. Yeah, I've got five caps, so I'm going to forage. Okay. I'll forage. Just to give a hand. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's the best bet. I mean, I know we just decided that we were going to leave to this place in the morning, but there also is the, you know, the standing Radroach bounty. Maybe. Should pop a couple Radroaches before we go? Yeah, eat dinner, take the heads, trade them in. Um, uh, Cap, I don't know if that's really a thing that we can do. I, I... Yeah. Okay, I mean, I, that's that's Val's suggestion to the food situation. Okay. Uh, so you guys are going to go forage then. Uh, so what I need you guys to do, uh, we're going to go this one by one because each person actually has a chance to forage. Uh, so Sean, go ahead and roll first. And then I'm going to have Camacho go next, and then Val, and then Gio. What am I rolling? Uh, you are going to... Oh, sorry about that. You're going to roll uh, Perception plus Survival for foraging. Ah. Uh, you do not find any usable food while you are foraging. Um, yeah, you're unable to find anything that really really looks all that edible to you after that acid rain, or sorry, the blood rain, it all just looks kind of disgusting to your palate. Uh, Camacho. Action points. You can use action point if you'd like. Uh, we also... Still have plus well, twos in the chat that nobody's asked about, or sorry, minus twos in the chat that nobody's asked about. So, if I remember correctly, with foraging, um, we can also use action points to find more food. Yes. If somebody finds some, so it might be better to bank on the fact that out of like all this rolling, that somebody's going to get at least one success, and then we can dump our action points into more food. Yeah, good idea. I'll hold off on using an action point. Okay. Do you want to use any of the minus twos? I use that. I'll use a minus two. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, nice. So that is three successes, um, and your survival skill is three. Uh, so what happens with this is that uh, you get your maximum based on your survival skill because of your successes. Uh, so you find three silt beans. S-I-L-T. Silt beans. Um, and you can use a action point in order to uh, get another one. Anyone object? No, go for it. You, you just generated some, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So I'll go ahead and use an action point. All right. Yep. So you use the one that you just generated. So you're all good on that. Um, next up is Val. Can I use a luck point to introduce a lucky factor detail? Uh, yes. What's the lucky factor or detail? I would like to stumble upon a rad roach. 
That's fine. Yeah. Um, so as you are looking around, you just kind of look around and you see that there is a rad roach uh, in the area uh, as you are about to go find some food. Uh, so this rad roach um, on our uh, screen on here, ladies and gentlemen, um, let's see. Val, your character is which one? Is it the one without a portrait? No, I'm the little cat. You're the little cat. Okay, so the little oh, you're cat. The cat. <laughs> yeah, the little cat's going to be the center. Everybody else select a location or a quadrant in relation to the cat. Are you all just grouping up right near him? Or are you a little bit further away, searching around? So take your uh, take your thingy thingy and place it in a space or a quadrant at whichever distance you want to use. Uh, the hunting rifle is a range of medium, so I. I would like, if I could, possibly discover it at the perfect range. Is that a thing? Uh, well, you said you wanted to introduce one. Um, I'm going to be dropping one, so... Okay. I actually am going to roll to where it lo it's located, so that's why I was asking everybody to pick a space. Let the dice decide. I see. Yes. <laughs> you know, like a role-playing game. Like a role-playing game, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Absolute madman up here. Ooh, whoever this Gabriel Pickard is, I love your cockroach. That's wonderful. Can I use it? That is a premium asset. Never mind. Never mind, Gabriel. Too costly for poor little old me. Let me try to find something else really quick. From the web. Goodness gracious. Um, I'm just going to drop a token because I can't, don't seem to be able to find anything. Um, I will have to get in some wonderful little tokens at a later time. So my apologies, everybody. I'm going to be kind of lame. I'm going to drop in one of my caps, but first I'm going to roll for the location. Uh, to do. All right, and our distance. Okay, so uh, the roach is right up here. Uh, so it is at a long distance. You see it from a long distance away, and it is northeast of you. So this is where our roach is located. Okay, now our uh, initiative, I have it listed on there. Uh, our initiative is based off of two things. Uh, initiative is based off of your perception, and your agility. If you have any extra equipment or bonuses, it will also apply. So add your perception, add your agility. And I'm going to have to roll for it because I can roll really good. We're all in Unless Minsky did not want to go out foraging with everybody else. No, he probably would. I might, I might be looking for like a little piece of fruit I can bring back to the uh, trading post. I'm sorry, Taylor. Here you go. <laughs> Enjoy a roach head. <laughs> Alright, so, um, I actually don't know the numbers on here, so let's go through this one by one. Um, Sean, what is your agility plus your, uh, plus your perception? Fourteen. Damn! Okay. Uh, alright, uh, Camacho. 
Oh, 12, okay. Uh, Binsky. 12. <gasps> okay. Uh, Val? 15. Holy shit, okay. And, uh, Jan yeah. Yu? 12. Uh, so, let's see who is on here. Uh, Jian Yu, it looks like... Let's do select move. So who is this one right here? I believe that's... Uh, that's Minsky. Oh, Minsky. sorry. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Uh, so Minsky. Uh, first is going to be Val. Then it's going to be Minsky, because you are the next closest. Uh, the one after that is going to be... Or sorry, it's going to be Val, then Sean. Then it's going to be Minsky. And finally, we're going to have Jianyu and then Camacho. Uh, now, really quick, I'm going to write that on here so that we can use that in our notes, because that is a super helpful thing right here. Okay, so initiative. No! Here we go. What is going on? Okay, cool. Initiative first coming up is going to be, um, so it's going to be Val, then Sean, then we're going to have Minsky, then it's going to be Jianyu, then Kosho. All right, so that is all listed up on there. Uh, Val, uh, you are going to go first. So what are you doing? Okay. Um, I think the best thing... So how far away does that count as? That's going to be long range. So if I move one to, like, here, would that put me in medium range? Yes. Okay. Uh, then that's what I would like to do. I would like to use the minor action to move up to one zone. Perfect. And then uh, for a major action, I am going to attack with my rifle. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, aim for the first chest. Okay, so you're going to use. The I enemy. have. I have the uh, center mass perk, which okay. when I make a ranged attack, you may choose the torso. Uh, without increasing the difficulty of the attack. In addition, I can re-roll 1d20 when making the test. Okay. <clears throat> All right, and you have the hunting rifle, right? Yeah. All right, so at your distance... Let me find this in my wonderful little GM kit. Uh, at your distance, you are going to have a... Oh, that's just for the weapon. That's not for the enemies. Let me pull up my ravage. Because I have my PDF already pulled up to a completely different location. Otherwise, I can't <laughs> use it. There's so many different things on here. My goodness, I absolutely love the uh, I love the PDF, but it takes my computer forever to scroll through it. Um, all right, so to hit, let's see. Uh, so it's going to be a difficulty of one. 
So okay. go ahead and roll for your ranged attack, and it's going to be a DB1. So can I re-roll the second one? Uh, you can re-roll the... Well, you already got a success. Right, but if I get two successes, won't we get an AP? Uh, you already you have three successes. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Oh my goodness, I still saw Camachos. My goodness. Um, so on there, my bad. Uh, so you have one success. Yes, you can reroll the second. Go ahead. Okay. One dice. All right. Okay. All right. So I so so I I, I hit it. Yeah, you shoot it. Uh, you hit it. Go ahead and roll your damage. Holy fuck. Um, (laughs) Two, four, uh, five plus effect. Does your weapon have any effects? Yeah, it has piercing one. Piercing one. Okay, so that'll take one of the defense down. Um, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so you see this roach, and uh, here in Taiwan, so uh, a small rat roach is about this big. Uh, you find a normal-sized rat roach, which is a decent-sized, like, medium-sized dog. Uh, you see this thing skittering around, uh, eating, and uh, you fire into its center mass, and you, you wreck its shit. Uh, you put a round straight through it. It's still standing, but you put a round straight through it. And uh, you can hear it You can hear it squealing. <laughs> and it starts skittering a little bit. Um, our next up is going to be, uh, Sean. Uh, Sean, you hear his hunting rifle go off and a round goes through this thing. What are you going to do? I'll move to close range. Okay. Oh. Is that, that, is that one minor action or two? Uh, so you can, because you're right here. Uh, you can go like up to where he is at and go into this space. That's fine. That'll be one minor action. If you move two uh, zones, that's a major action. That's fine. Am I in close range if I get to there? Yeah. You're in. You're in close range there. Yes, but you've now used a major action. Um. Can spend an. AP to make another major action and attack and I <clears throat> do not get the increased difficulty on the second major action because I have the action boy perk. Alright. So give me one second. Uh, come over here. Alright, you guys are now down to one AP left as a collective. Uh, yeah, so uh, you, you can make an attack from close range. What are you doing? To draw the draws the suppressed pistol and fires. I think it's got a rate of fire of two, isn't it? Um, I'll, I'll fire once and see if it dies, and then I'll do my second shot if it doesn't. All right. uh, go ahead, and roll to hit. Oh, uh, rate of fire is not like taking two rolls to attack. It's adding extra damage by spending ammo. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. with ammo, okay. right? not AP, with ammo. With ammo. Yeah, because ranged attack, not a melee. Uh, so you got a critical failure. Uh, so you had just recently been opening up and cleaning off your uh, your gun and trying to make it all nice and pretty. Uh, your gun itself, uh, the receiver completely jams up on the round. Uh, the round gets stuck 
and uh, your gun is jammed. You're going to have to use a major action, because that was a 20. Uh, you're not getting injured, but you'll have to use a major action to unjam it, because it's a very serious issue with the gun. Wonderful. Um, uh, Chucky 305 redeemed player delivers critical injury. All right, so that's going to be on the, the next successful attack. The exits are north, south, and gun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and my girlfriend, and... I've been totally ignoring chat, I'm so sorry. My girlfriend redeemed a plus two, so I can I can add a plus two on one of you guys. Woo! Alright, so Sean, you've used your major action, you've used your action boy perk, and maybe your gun is jammed, you're super close now. Oh, uh, that's fine. Where's the... Um... Where's the... No, no, I was just looking at the action list on the on our handy uh, splat uh, screen there. Yeah, there's um, enough space to include everything, but what I'll do next yeah. time around is I'll make the text even smaller, because this is huge. You can zoom in, and it's still pretty damn clear. Uh, I'll make the text even smaller and try to fill in some more info for you guys. Uh, no, never mind. There's nothing I can do in that, so just leave yeah. it. All right, so... Um, Minsky, you're up next. Minsky, what are you doing? What you doing? Uh, he's gonna slowly start drifting over to the roach. Um, nope, still in pan mode. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you can move up to the next zone, uh, and you'll be in medium distance. Um, I don't think I want to spend anything. I think he'll just take a defensive stance from there. Okay. Uh, for that, uh, there's actually a, a thing for defend. Uh, you can do agility plus athletics, and it'll increase your DR plus one. requires one success. Alright. Uh, you take a defensive stance by flailing your arms around. <laughs> thinking it's going to distract the rad roach. Um, Alright. Our next up is uh, Jianyu. Jianyu, what are you doing? Um, this next band in, that's close range. That would be close the, range, uh, yeah. Roach. Can I move over here uh, as a minor action? Yeah. All right. Then I'm going to move over um, to close range. And for my major action, can I actually... Uh... I mean, this thing has a giant hole in it already. Yes. Can I pick up a uh, handy rock and chuck it? <laughs> yes. You it's on the uh, table. It's called it a handy rock. It is. <laughs> it is. It is on. Uh, oh my god. Uh, where was it? Because it's it's a melee, right? Oh, uh, page yeah, one eleven. Handy rock. Yeah. It's thrown close range. Yep. It, it can be thrown. So. And it's vicious. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for a throwing check and see if I can peg it with a rock. All right, go for it. <laughs> I'm gonna suck at it, but you know. <laughs> I'm going to chuck a rock no. at it. 
Uh, no, so you pick yep. up a rock and you whip the rock over. Um, and uh, just to be extra cool, uh, it goes through the hole. <laughs> I meant to do that. Yeah. Quite a shot. I, Very cool. Two Very cool. Two, two points. Two points. Yeah, yeah. Nothing There's a three-pointer. No, you're close range. It's two-pointer. <laughs> um, all right. So, Gianni, you use your major and your minor. Uh, Camacho. Uh, you're actually already in this distance band, uh, so you could come over if you wanted to uh, over here, and that that's not even an action. You can go into close distance band. That would be an action. One close distance. Okay. And what I'm actually going to do right now, hold on one second, folks. I'm going to... That should help visualize a little bit better. Is that a little clearer for everybody? Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, you are right up on it. Close distance. What are you doing? Try to lop its head off with my um, with my machete. Uh, I was going to say you better say machete. Yes. All right. Go for it. <laughs> uh, roll for your melee. We have no action points, right? We have one action point left. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, we have minus twos, but the next one is yours. Oh, okay. Yarp. Sorry, I'll just roll. I'll just roll with my uh, with my two dice. Okay. All right, you've got a success, and because of Chuggy, woo, Chuggy! Uh, yeah, we got a hole in one. Uh, good old rock, nothing beats rock. Uh, so we've got a, uh, we've got a hole in one, and now we've got a successful melee attack. Um, and it's a critical to boot because of Chuggy, so thank you very much, Chuggy, for that crit. Uh, so that means you. that you're going to have both of your damage dice, so 2d6, and you will get your vicious. Okay, so do damage with the machete. Yep, roll your damage. And let me figure out what the hell Vicious does. Vicious means you get an extra damage on effects. So effects do two damage instead of one. Oh. It's pretty good. Yes. Uh, you rolled your attack again. You need to roll your damage. Uh... Okay, I got it. Hot damn. All right, so uh, you've got uh, two damage plus uh, one damage to effect, so that's another two damage, four damage. Uh, yeah, you walk up and whoop, your machete goes straight through this thing's carapace right into its head, and its head comes tumbling off. Uh, the fun part about this is that it is a cockroach. It's still standing. And all of you standing there here continue to hiss out of its neck hole as it jumps at... Let's find out who. As it jumps at Camacho. Uh, so, Camacho, what is your DR? 
Where did I find that? <laughs> uh, it should be your, your armor. It's your armor. Leather armor, so... It, it depends on uh, where she gets hit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, you're right, yeah, because the damage resistance is different based on areas, right? Okay. Alright. Uh, so, it goes for you, and uh, it tries scratching you with its little barbed arms and things, because you've cut off its head. It tries scratching you instead. Um, and let's see, that's going to be a really shit-ass target number. <laughs> and fail, and fail. It tries getting up on your business and scratching you, but the only thing it seems to do is, like, like chug out gore onto you um, as it tries, <laughs> tries scratching at you. Uh, it looks to be doing the exact same that Minsky was doing arms flailing about. Um, and uh, nice. as that happens, uh, it, it continues doing that for a couple of seconds, and then finally this thing, after coughing up a bunch of this this innards, uh, finally just kind of slows down, and then s freezes and stops, and falls down to the ground dead. So that was uh, that is a little extra uh, part of the homebrew I have not put out yet. Uh, is that rad roaches in this game have one additional uh, major action that they can take after death? So, yeah. Woo! Seems terrifying. Great. Love yeah. it. <laughs> so you've successfully killed a uh, a rad roach uh, at the expense of. Uh, Two bullet shells, a jam pistol, a failed rock throw, and arm jiggling. <laughs> no. Or sorry, not a failed rock throw. My bad. It was in fact a hole in one. Uh, in fact, a perfect rock throw. Yes, yes. a perfect yes. rock throw. Uh, Quite so, skilled. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you guys, uh, you guys have successfully killed your first enemy, a rad roach. Yay! Pulled out my arm and I clean off my my machete with my with my sleeve. Yep. Uh, yeah, you clean off your 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 machete. You're probably gonna need to uh, check your uh, your personage because you're kind of covered in some grossness. Um, and uh, Sean, you have a chance right now to fix up your gun. Do you want to use a major yeah. action to unjam it? Uh, certainly. Yeah. Uh, you just see Sean sort of fussing with it. Yeah, you're eventually able to get the slide back far yeah. enough to unjam the uh, unjam the round. Uh, it looks like the round was damaged, so it still expended one ammo, uh, but your gun is now unjammed. Um, and you have uh, you have four silt beans from Camacho, and you all now have a uh, chance to butcher some rad roach. You want to you want to do some butchering? Let's do it. All right. So for a butchering on a rad roach, Seattle Bruce can butcher a dead rad roach with a successful endurance plus survival test, DR0. So who would like to do our butchery? Endurance plus survival. Um, Whoever's got the best... Anybody have survival as a tag skill? Then you should probably do it. All right. 
Because all we're going to do is all we're going to do is get a sh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now you got to get it dirty again. I don't know why you did that. Because uh... you're the one who clearly cleans up. Uh, uh, <laughs> ma'am, if you will. Right. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and roll endurance plus survival. second and having difficulty. It's all good. I was checking our comments to make sure that I was actually able to see what's been going on in our chat. We're, we're, we're mostly quiet, but we got a lot of uh, a lot of little things in there for our additions, so it's pretty nice. Um, is that a critical? It is a critical. Um, so uh, you are able to successfully butcher your, uh, your rad roach. You have a portion of rad roach meat now. Um, and on top of that, doo -doo -doo, uh, as you are cutting it open and getting the usable, viable meat off of it, uh, you also pull out a plastic bottle um, out of its innards. You pull a plastic bottle out, um, and it is labeled on there, sloppily written, uh, water. And on the inside, you can see this brackish water. Uh, you can Ew, add one, one dirty water to your inventory <laughs> and one rat. That's some seriously dirty water. That's that is absolutely absurd. <laughs> it ate the bottle whole. That, I told you these these rat roaches are the size of like medium sized dogs. These things are big. So yeah, it had a plastic water bottle inside of it, just like we find in fish all the time. It's nature's way of recycling. That's not what's happening. That is totally what's happening. <laughs> well, we're recycling it. I mean, it comes out of the rad roach, now we get to use it. Exactly, and it's a delicious, dirty water. <laughs> With rad roach flavor. Yes. So, well, it's it's a sealed how? plastic bottle, or semi-sealed. I mean, the cap was on, uh, but it's, it's closed. Yeah, but you have to... You have so to use some water to clean it off in order to drink from it or it's going to taste like rat roach. I gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or Brahmin milk. Or Brahmin milk. Everybody Just... loves that nice off-yellow color and uh, the smell that you associate psychologically with an off-yellow color. Mm. <laughs> Brahmin cheese and Brahmin butter. Yep, just like the bubble milk tea here in Taiwan for uh, Fallout Asia. Don't ask how it's made. How exactly? Um, how much? Don't ask. I, well, I mean, you know, it's got dimples. So it's fine. That's ow, what you ow. think. <laughs> See, that's that's um, the <laughs> kicking back at you. <laughs> Buddy, come on. How much? How much sustenance is one uh, unit of rad roach meat? Permicious dude says, this is the new water cycle now. 
it would have been even better if it was a bottle of purified water that you pulled out, like still sealed, like Evian water, and yank it out. It's like, oh, nature's healing. <laughs> Down it. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to find a ride roach nest and bust it open so all those delicious, delicious fresh bottles of water pour out. I think this this is going to be canon now. Uh, yeah, so uh, from this point on, if we get a critical success, because uh, for that, what I did is I rolled on the loot table, I'll just roll a beverage. So yeah, there you go. There's your extra butchery. If you get a critical success, I'll let, the, you, let you get a beverage. He was thirsty. Yeah, because this is the water cycle now. Uh, so for Brad Roach meat, I'm pulling that up right now. Rat roach meat. That's going to take 10 minutes to find because my computer is slow. And now my book is closed. Previous. Let's go to our food table. Uh, 151. I was literally right there too. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, rat roach meat on here. What's going to happen is, is that it will be uh, 4 HP. So, if the four of you split it, uh, each of you will receive 1 HP and you'll be satiated for the game. I, I think the satiated part is more important. <clears throat> According the problem to... with raw meat is there's a risk of disease. Yes, all of you will have to roll for both disease and radiation. So you can try cooking well, it. Yeah, can we cook it? I mean, we're you know we're we're literally right outside of where we all live. Yeah, I was just looking at that, and uh, it takes three rad roach meat to make one grilled rad roach. Yep. Oh. So well, uh, you got some raw rad roach meat. You got some veggies, and you got a nice nice bottle of water. Maybe we can make a stew. You guys can you guys can divvy it between the three of you. <laughs> You've lost your appetite. No, I've got I've got food. I already had food, and okay. I was just helping out. All right. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you guys you guys can try raw dog in it. <laughs> well, I haven't foraged yet. Um, I can I, see if I can find something else to go with it. We can okay. hold the meat under under Vinsky. Uh, it'll still just be uh, still just be rad roach meat. I'm sorry to say, I wish it worked that easy. Uh, but yeah, you can forage. Uh, go ahead and roll perception survival. Cat moves. You can see. No. Ooh. That's a crit fail. Uh, as you are stumbling around, uh, you, uh, you you trip over uh, and uh, stumble into the rad roach meat. Um, and so uh, part of the rad roach meat is now connected to the bottom of your boot. Oh, well, that was your share. Oops. So, uh, yeah, well, uh, if, yeah, if you guys want, uh, instead of it being worth four, it'll now be worth three. The three of you can still split it up. 
unless you're really yeah i mean it's more about yeah. eating eating something than it is uh regaining hp yeah well what i'm saying is like if it's going to be worth zero hp then it's not going to sustain so it's still worth three yeah so uh, right. the well, three of you right. can eat the uh raw raw rat roach meat that uh has been so graciously provided to you minsky still hasn't uh taken a poke around Minsky can totally do that. Perception survival. Go ahead and roll. And don't crit fail. Hmm. Unless you want your companions to start starving. Alright, we've got one success. Uh, what is your survival? Your survival is a zero. So that means that you will receive a single item. Uh, you find one cassava. One cassava root. So... We, we made a joke about it, but it might be a good idea. Can we make a stew with the water and the silt bean and the root and the rad roach meat? Nope. Okay. I wish. The, uh, so the requirement for, uh, was it vegetable stew? Give me one second. So veggie stew. Uh, requires carrot, dirty water, potato. Okay. I mean, if you guys want, you could make it, but it will only be worth two food. It'll heal the HP, but it'll only be worth two food. I'm not exactly sure what the best play is because we don't even actually we don't even leave till tomorrow morning, so maybe we shouldn't even eat it till tomorrow. Uh, you would receive an extra fatigue then for starving, so you'd no. start out your morning fatigue. Right. Well, find another couple of red roaches and then make the steak, the grilled. Totally up to you guys. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, is there a way we can specifically hunt rad roaches? Because I used a luck point to introduce that one, but maybe we can um, try to find more of them based on where that one was. Is that what you guys want to do? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We could ask Taylor if he, if he had a specific nest in mind with his advertisement. Yeah. Well, he just wanted cockroaches dead. Just wanted red roaches dead because they're everywhere. Find right? another two. So that's why I'm saying claim the, totally go after more. Yeah. Claim the caps and get the meat for the meal at the same time. Well, I'm just wondering if Taylor's uh, seen any red roach, you know, nests or whatever. They're just everywhere. Yeah. All right. Um, There's more. If that's the case, then uh, this is where I will end our session. Because uh, this is going to take several more rounds of combat, and it's almost 11 o'clock for me. Uh, I need to start getting ready for dinner, and I know uh, at least all of you need to go to bed. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you very much for sticking with us. Uh, very, very happy to have so many people here, and even folks contributing in chat, uh, dropping in some wonderful little jokes there. Uh, as well as, like, the Book of Water. This is the new water cycle. Uh, paper, paper dough. Yes. Uh, thank you guys for coming on it.
Uh, I'm very, very happy to say that this is our session one for Fallout 2D20. Uh, we've got a wonderful, wonderful group here. Uh, combat is much faster than I actually anticipated, which is fun. Um, and the skill checks are quite interesting. Uh, so I'm very much so looking forward to our next game. Uh, now I have one quick announcement before we do our sign-outs, just to give everybody in our audience a heads up. Uh, we are going to be missing a couple of sessions over the next month or so. Um, and I believe uh, one of them is, yeah, it is this upcoming weekend. Uh, this upcoming weekend is Thanksgiving weekend. Um, and a lot of folks are either unavailable or weren't sure if they're going to make it. So both this stream and the cyber uh, Cyberpunk Goes Nomad, uh, both of them will be on hiatus for this upcoming week. Uh, but we will be on for the following month. So this week, session one. Two weeks, session two, and then the following, session three. Uh, so I just wanted to give everybody out, everybody out there a heads up about that. Um, so, yes, thank you everybody for joining. Uh, I'm going to give us our uh, our links and stuff for our sign-outs. Uh, so, Stinkpalm, go ahead and start us off, and then we'll work our way up. So I'm Tracy. Uh, you can find me at Stinkpalm on Twitter, uh, Twitch, uh, Discord. Um... And yeah, it was a great session. Uh, it was fun. And we learned all about the water cycle. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys are going to break me. Jesus. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, definitely a very solid session. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're learning. We're learning about the environment, the ecosystem. The world is healing. Uh, Logar, uh, go ahead. You are up next. Hey, uh, I was Logar the Ogar. Thank you for watching. Uh, if you like, please check out uh, my channel for Sunday Night Starfinder uh, Dead Sundays. That's all I got. Awesome, awesome. Uh, next up is going to be uh, Johnny. Yeah, you can find me over on the Cybernation Uncensored Discord uh, as Johnny Drop. Um, and you can catch me here every Friday as uh, Minsky, your little nurse handy bot, and every Saturday um, in our uh, Cyberpunk Goes Nomad campaign. Um, and you can also, if you want to, check out my SoundCloud at ArcSun. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Camacho? Or sorry, hey, everyone. Raven. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thank you so much for watching our first episode. Um, and uh, you can catch me um, here every Friday uh, for Fallout Asia and every Saturday for uh, Cyberpunk Goes Nomad on Cyberpunk, uh, Cyber Nation Uncensored. Um, you can find me all over the internet at Doña Trece Cuervo. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Awesome. Go ahead, Sean. Um, yeah. Mark. Now you're right. <sighs> you're right. You can find me here. Two weeks time and uh tomorrow night on uh, the nomad game um is a, a very different character than i played this evening like a bit of variety um and you can find me over on twitch.tv forward slash heroes in theory on sundays uh where i play a magical con man and that's fun um no that's it that's all i've got thanks for joining us everyone as we blundered through a fight with what is essentially a pest. 
Hey, nobody got hurt. I've I've heard several yeah. instances from other GMs literally saying that their their groups got their asses handed to them by rat roaches, and uh-huh. none of you got injured. Which is <laughs> I was I was worried. I was like, oh shit, how is this gonna go? But yeah, you guys you guys wrecked that thing. So good job. Um. So yeah, you guys kicked the ass of a pest. You guys learned a little bit about our world. You guys are now a little bit more interested in what's going on in the town, as well as very confused by what the hell was in that guy's neck. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see about all of that as time goes on. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have been uh, GM Capricious Nature, or just Capricious Nature. Uh, all of my links are on there. I'm not going to go through them again, but I want to give a special thank you to <clears throat> uh, Base Ape Records for the awesome music tonight, as well as to A Thousand Reasons for the awesome tracks as well. So thank you guys. Thank you to everybody in the audience. Thank you to Rob for bringing this all together. And have a happy Thanksgiving. Adios. Thank you.